What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Reinhardt von Krieger. Hello. What's up? What's happening? Also joining me this evening, Dogbot. Hello, sir. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Joining us down in the dungeon, Grognak. What's up? It's way too early. You, quiet. Also, joining us this evening from the land of the rising sun, good morning and uh, konnichiwa, Alt Skull. Uh, Japanese lag. Uh oh, Johnny. I think you need to. You're unmute gonna have him. to. Unmute Am him. I gonna have to unmute him? How does that happen? I don't. No. <laughs> Skull. Skull. Unmute your mic. Oh no. You muted him. You gotta undo this. It doesn't work like that, dude. Uh oh. Uh oh. Fukushima. We have figure it out. Yeah, we have Skull with us too. I swear to God, he's gonna. Uh, He's going to come hang out with us in a second here as soon as we can figure out how to unmute his mic. I might have to boot him from the call and add him again. Yeah, oh. He's in one of those Japanese dirty uh, dirty schoolgirl underwear dispensers. Stop so it. We got to get enough change. Stop. We got, we got to get enough change to get him out. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Come on. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I mean, I know it's, I know it's Friday the 13th. Holy cow. Um, Going to hit P13 on the, on the vending machine. That's right. Reinhardt, you're playing along. You're not supposed to. Um, I'm Reinhardt, sorry. Yeah. That 13 is for years. 13. Yes. And it's not MS 13. Um, all right. I'm going to remove Skull from the call and then add him back. Yeah, probably the best decision. You're going to Mandela effect him. I'm going, yes. The Mandela effect is that, uh, is that Skull was here. So he is, he, he is here, though. I swear to God. I'm going to add him again. This Girl, is you got some splaining to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! That's terrible. That is terrible. Um, that is awful. Yes, but we did do a Mandela effect episode. Uh, yeah, this is a terrible intro. Uh, sorry for the people who are jumping, jumping in with us here on Friday the thirteenth live. But uh, we are here. We are on Pilled. We are on D Live, and we are on Odyssey. And Skull, are you back with us, sir? Hi. Yes. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. Hello, oh, do sir. Want, do you want us to play the Bill O'Reilly thing? No, we did that last time. We fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> just did it. We do it. Every, we do it every time. How many? I, how many I'm times sorry. do we do I, it? Now? I know what happened. I I had the pill stream not muted, and it was a nightmare. So sorry. Oh, about good that. lord. Oh, Bye you got the you got the infinite feedback loop thing happening. I did that. Yeah, it was really. I felt like I just drifted into Hellraiser or something. It was horrible. Yeah, we have who, such sights to show you. Who played with the puzzle box? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt like it was. You guys' voices were like the fucking puzzle box. Oh man! Oh, <laughs> Friday the thirteenth, the first Friday the thirteenth of season seven. I believe we may have two, depending on how long we uh, extend the season out. But this is the first, and as is tradition, twenty-eight minutes gets turned into two hours. Hmm. <laughs> For one night only. For one night only. Not, not really. No, 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 no. But uh, I'm gonna have to apologize to Moondog over Tartaria right now. Uh, you're gonna be mad. So, Oof. yeah. Also, Johnny, if we uh, 
if we're looking for two Friday the 13th, I think we need to extend out to January 2023. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, never mind. One. Never mind. Really? I thought there was one in like September. No, September Friday. No. I don't I don't think so. No, okay. I'm, I'm looking at it now. All right. All right. Uh, nope, that's a Tuesday. Ah. The season that never, that never ends is only a meme from like three years ago. Yeah, the season that never that. ends was <laughs> season four. And that was because I was having co-hosting issues and just content just kept coming up and I moved and like I couldn't finish the season and like we're like, fuck it, let's take a second break. What? <laughs> yeah. Second break. What about second breakfast? Jesus. What about second season 11th break? Season. Yeah. What? What about second breakfast, nigga? What about our second breakfast? I'm about to hit you in the head with an apple. Right. I, I had like three breakfasts. Oh, three breakfasts. <laughs> Did I just get us a strike? I might have got us a strike on uh, D Live. No, we don't, like D Live. We don't get probably. strikes on He's the hard R. So no, I didn't. I said no, I didn't say the hard R. I said I said uh. I said uh. I clearly said uh. I did not the use the Joe Rogan word. Doesn't mean the same thing at all. Absolutely, different. absolutely different. Right. Word. The only um, strike that we can get on here is from angry commenters. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm talking. Well, I mean, because we're still on D Live and we're still on Odyssey, and D Live is still. You know, I heard they're still kind of homos about certain things. So there's a Maybe. popular wow whiskey. strike too in Japan. There's a popular whiskey, and it's called Black Nika. I don't know if that'll get you a strike if you um, I t- I talk about that one. But Black maybe. Nika? Black, Black Nika. Black ah. Nika. Ah. Is it straight from the hood? No. It's probably, um, it's probably oak it's cask and stuff. Yeah. Rice field. Ah, it's made <laughs> from the rice field. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. The D-Live. Another rice patty. Listen, we don't want to get other people's strikes. We ax- we, I guess we got uh, Brian Stavely a strike? Yes, we did. You guys, immediately, yes, we did. Like, well, but here's the thing: why we didn't do anything? We didn't say anything bad. We we yeah, were nine eleven, nine eleven, and, and Sandy Hook. Was why. it? It was nine yeah. eleven and Sandy Hook. Really? If it was even mentioned in the description, it probably got him a strike. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. It mentioned nine eleven or Sandy Hook gets you an immediate strike on. YouTube, what is so, what does yeah. he call it? That one day that happened in in the fall, or like, how, what is the what is the word twisting that he uses to describe 9-11? That one event? That one event, yeah, I think. That one event. I don't know. Isn't it great we live in a free country with free speech? Yeah. Yeah. I think he says Amazing. the thing that happened in September. That thing yeah. that happened in September sounds very familiar. Thank you, Grognak. Um, also that thing that happened in August. What, what was August. Was uh, was it like nine years before nine eleven? Like ten, nine or ten years? Nineteen ninety two. Sugar Ray came out with his full length album. No, that was wow. Oof. No, no. What was it? What was ninety two? Sound. I know. Ninety three. The, the first. Ninety three was the bomb. first World Trade Center bombing. No, no, no. That was ninety one. Ninety one. No, ninety two is in. It was in what Idaho. Oh, you, I know what you're trying oh, to do. Oh, okay. You're I'm sorry. I'm sorry. trying to segue content. into Randy you, Weaver. You really? Away. Wow. Wow. I was I not. I was not paying attention. I, I was still thinking about 9/11 and no, how we had just you, gotten Dogbot had to explain it and how we had just gotten Brian Stavely a strike for saying those words. So, 
I was remembering those kids who tried to build a ladder to heaven. But you know what? Brian Stavely is not done making videos. He's not done with the Paranormies either. No. We made a new friend. Yeah, we made a new friend. I like Brian yeah, he's got a, a lot. He's got a ton of outlets. Apparently, if you pay $10 for Rockfish, you can get all his stuff and uh, everybody else who's on Rockfish, too. Yeah. It's the way that their patron system works is you get access to everything, but you have to sign up through one of the creators, which is cool. So they make some money, you know. Yeah, um, Wayne McCroy is on there as well. Another one of our friends, new oh, yeah, friends. That's right. Also, don't forget that you can also uh, donate here and on. Pill, uh, well, this is pilled and also D Live and also Odyssey. There's the gold pills. There's the lemons and the. I still don't know what they do on Odyssey. I really, I, I have no idea. Um, but Bell Loops Matter has been donating like even before the show started. So. Thank you yeah, very much. There's a war going on. There is. There's like a <laughs> donating war there. And I, that, I'm not going to argue with that kind of stuff. Sounds like, you know, oh, you guys are greeting for donations. No, no. It's very cool of you people to do that. We appreciate it very, very much. We have, we have things in the works to revamp and relaunch and dump a bunch of content on you people. And to do that, that takes time. And there's an old phrase that says time is money. And time costs money nowadays. So... Somebody's time has to be paid for with money. So that's what we do with our donations. We pay people to do stuff for us. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We got we we got things literally in the works today too. So Yeah. No, we had them in the works, but today we actually like had a chance to everybody sit down and do the bit together and stuff. It was very cool. It was like very much like an episode of the A team almost. Right? Because like you know, like what Hannibal would say, that? Hannibal would say he loved it when a plan came together. Like so, you know, I had to do the one thing, and then you had to get the verification code and send it to this thing, and then we had to do the thing and look for the. There, I don't know, maybe not the A team. You know, there was no really terrible gunfire. <laughs> it was fire. good collaboration. Yeah, it was a good collaboration. Though. It was a. I don't know. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what I was going to say. I was going to say something retarded about about uh, the collaborations. Anyways. Yes, thank you. No way. I mean, probably. Anyway, thank you guys for donating. <laughs> thank How you, everybody. Yes. Belt Loops Matter. House Jeep, Belt Loops Matter. Uh, let's look over on DLive. Who's over on DLive tonight, real quick? We're on live streams. We can do this. We have uh, Hapa Waffen and Saxon Rockwell and Rowdy dude and Saxon. You know Saxon? Uh, Saxon Rockwell, okay. Yeah, he's been my friend since 2015. Nice. Since Proud Boy stuff. Good guy. Great guy. Nice. Right so we got, yeah, there's people. That's awesome. There's Thank some you people guys for chat, watching yeah. us. None of us being cur currently affiliated with that associate with that uh, organization, of course. What, what, what's or that? any organization. Or any organization for that matter, yeah. Boys. Yeah, they are. You know what? Happen often. The people at Pilled are, you know, and Fox and Foxhole. It's very. Yeah, they are a lot of Q Pilled and a lot of Normie Sibnets. Um, but a lot of those people are really, you know, tired of all of that crap, and they're finding out that all that shit is fake and gay. So a lot of them are looking for looking at other things and looking for other, you know, directions. 
in which to look. And uh, hopefully they're going to look over here. <laughs> they will. They will. We'll get them into our content. Yeah, it's, it's, we, yeah. we found people. We found people what? Go ahead. Oh, uh, we find new people in in every live stream uh, in the comments. You know, especially on Pill that are, um, you know, they may have Q in their name, but they're they're really loving uh, the stuff that we talk about. So you put down politics and you pick up, you know, hidden history, and that's a that's a much more profitable rabbit trail for your mind. Well, just uh, yesterday, I was somebody shared one of the posts that you, know, you guys shared the skull overlay of it. Not me skull, but the actual human skull, male and female skulls, of the news reporters. And Ghost Ezra, which that channel came to Telegram and brought all the Q people after January 6th when everybody was moving to Telegram and there was a giant sort of exodus from Twitter when people were getting banned there for just like following Trump or whatever. And that guy had, I believe he had 333,000 uh, followers at one point. It's gone down since then because a lot of those people. Um, well, you know who they are, wishy-washy, and they left. But that guy, man, he, he was a Q guy, and he's been putting out really, really uh, uh, out there, <laughs> as in stuff that we cover content. And he's the one that posted the original photograph of all of those allegedly female news anchors. And he said, what do you see, or something like that. And it wasn't just him. Like, I went and checked the comments, and all the comments were like, those are dudes, 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 male, 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 male. And it was like, wow, man. Like, there's a lot of people who are recognizing the grand deceptions of this world. And it was pretty impressive. These are Q people originally. Hmm. Well, I mean, a lot of them are are finding this out, and they're waking up to it, and they're angry, and they're loud because they're boomers. That's what they do. You know, they're uh, and they want to speak to the manager. You know, <laughs> they are mad. And they're not afraid to fed post. And they're not afraid. Oh, they're not afraid to, to fed the manager post. of reality. Yep, <laughs> they want to speak to the manager of reality. They want to know why are there no real women on television? Speaking of which, I put that uh, image of all the newscasters in the Google Drive, and I put it up on the stream here for everybody to see. This is what we're talking about. Oh. Okay, so uh, open. Oof. The rowdy dude from the Odyssey chat says, uh, "You dudes have kept me company for many miles at work. Appreciate what y'all do. Awesome. That's yes. a lot of triangles, man. It's a lot of triangles. That is, uh, yeah. There's a couple in there too where you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that there's that one, the one blonde." that's like uh, in the middle toward the bottom is uh, it's just a guy. It's just like, right. a, it would be a right. kind of an attractive guy. It looks mm-hmm. like Mike Mop with a wig on. That's, uh, that's, a, it, that's, that's some Gothic violence on right, my, on right. my mind. That's, right I now. was just going to say, you're asking for some Gothic violence there. Is, what you're, like, is nice, is ar- Keith- nice harassment architecture you're building there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is uh, Keith Woods in this picture at all? I mean, probably. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one down. <laughs> well, I was thinking back to some of the Fox News blondes that used to be on 
whenever I'd watch Fox News mm-hmm. in the in the aughts, right? Right. And it, as I as as I looked up a couple of them, I was like, "Whoa! How did I not notice?" There was one named Lori Dew that was a Fox anchor, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that like I was like that that one I remember being attractive and then when i looked it up i was like well nope now i see it now i see right through it lori <laughs> dude lori do dude d-h-u-e yeah but you know it's a dude yeah lori do is a dude and there yeah there's another one named uh that that had like a texan accent that would show up on the financial shows and its name was dagan mcdowell and that that came that one came on Tucker yesterday for they do these cross promotional segments where they do like a fake game show sort of thing between mm-hmm. two Fox hosts or reporters or whatever. And that one came on. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And uh, as Gasper may just mentions judge Janine, judge Janine is an incredibly obvious one. Just like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's little little Latino dude with with puffed up lips and bolt-ons. Yeah, husky voice too. That's too, yeah, that's so terrible. And Judge Judy's just a Jewish woman. Yeah, yeah. Just like Judge Jerry Springer Janine and Judge Judy are two different people. Though. I know, I know. You're talking about Judge yeah, Janine Perio or whatever her name is. Judge Janine Pirro. Yeah, Pirro. And Fight, Judge Judy is an actual old Jew. Yeah, Judge Judy is just like, uh, you know, the fourth or fifth version of um, the most the, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The most paid daytime TV star. Yeah. Really? Isn't that, Oprah? Yeah. Isn't Oprah still daytime no. TV? No. Well, Oprah doesn't do Oprah doesn't do daytime TV anymore. Oh, uh, that's true. I guess. Yeah. I guess. So she Judge has a Judy is now own. Right, she has the Harpo network. Yeah. Own O W N. The um. Yeah. No, nobody's name. We haven't done a whole lot of. What's that called? It's N W O O W N. It's like just reverse the letters. I know it's kind of boomer, but reminds me of a really great Norm Macdonald joke. There's so Can many. Tell it. Yeah, there's so many, but yeah, go ahead. Gold chains would make a great retirement gift for a great slave. <laughs> Damn. Oof. Oof. Yeah, he Norm Norm got away with quite a few, man. Uh, but there's some there's some interesting pictures. He met some interesting people. He hung out with a lot of interesting people. I mean, you can use that term very loosely. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sorry that that one that one still gets me to this day. That's fun. No, a lot of his jokes are hilarious, a great, man. A great slave. Yeah. Uh, oh Lord. He's he was a very very funny dude, but I mean, like you know, really good friends with Bob Saget. So. Right. There was also that. Yeah. I mean, so we died. Like, what three months after? Yeah, three months, three days. Yeah, three months before. Yeah, but it's like three months and three days. It's like a weird number. Then followed by Gilbert Gottfried. Oh yeah, Gil- man, what a what a terrible trio! I, right. Imagine you're Norm Macdonald waking up one- in hell, and you're like, "Really? I I got paired with these guys." There's that one picture. Well, 
Yeah, there's that one picture with uh, was it Gilbert Gottfried, Bob Saget, and Jeffrey Ross. I was like, oh man, they got to go in threes. Jeffrey Ross, he's, he's you guys know what I'm talking about, right? The guy that does the roasts. Oh yeah, he's terrible. He's just gotten Dude. fatter and jewier and sloppier and more like just like a disgusting, like the like a, a court jester type Jew. Because they were those back in the days. Ugh, yeah, right. I mean, according to them, then they do like court jester stuff. I mean, sure they they do hold a little bit of that mischievous trickster. Right clown type archetype where they're oh. like caricatures of themselves right right speaking of which speaking of caricatures of themselves i saw an episode because i have a two-year-old of sesame street an old one from the 70s with the count's entire family like his mother his what? father his brother oh yeah yeah um kevin klein How and anti-Semitic was it kevin klein and phoebe cates are playing piano and singing which was interesting enough as itself uh, yeah, so Melinda Gates, well, a young yeah. Melinda Gates was, uh, playing Melinda piano. Gates. Yeah. Right. A young Melinda Gates and Phoebe Cates were sitting at a piano. Phoebe Cates is the one from, uh, Ridgemont High, right? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Is that the pool girl? And, uh, and, and Gremlins. And Gremlins. That's yeah, right. Yeah. She's the swim- right. swimming pool girl in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. So. Oh man. Yeah. She's with Kevin Klein. Anyways. And, uh, the count is, you know, like measuring something. He measures his family. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> every single one was he measured a, their noses. No, well, some of the noses were bigger. The older, the older vampires noses were bigger. Um, but they all were like extremely stereotypically Jewish looking and, and it just got worse. Like it, dude, like Jim Henson knew what was up. Well, you know, because the uh, the original, who was the original? Uh, not Bella. Was it Bella Lugosi? Was the original Dracula? Yes. 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 And he had a, his first in his first movie. He's wearing a Star of David. Yeah, he's wearing the Star of David medallion. Right. Yeah, I mean Nosferatu was before that, but basically, well, yeah, the t- classic idea of the vampire as an anthropomorphic human with the Star of David, and then. It gets into like, oh, like he's a bloodsucker and mm. <laughs> he prays on people. Well, and there's well, and Jim Henson too. He he did Dark Crystal, didn't he? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, that he did. Just full of. It's so bad. I mean, it's so obvious. Well, oh, right. Man. Jim Henson's express goal with Dark Crystal was to do an entire an entire movie with no human actors, just all puppets. Right. It's an but, excellent movie, but they also show adrenochrome in that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Like adrenochrome harvesting. That, yeah. Child, all the all the stuff. Yeah. Taking the taking the essence from the 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 younglings and using you know, sucking it yeah, right out of their they, eyes. When they did the it wasn't Tim Henson, but when they did the series, the ten episode mm-hmm. kind of recent one a couple of years back, it, which is really good too. But they literally did the shut it down meme. They were like, Shut it down. Oh yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. Oh, the memes, well, they were called yeah. podlings. The podlings, yeah, that's yeah. right. The podlings, my bad. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the new series, little was, cherubic podlings. <laughs> the new series was done by his daughter, sweet, 
and some French crew. And it was, I didn't watch it. It was very good. That's good. I it remember the awesome. Oh, the memes yeah, that you came guys out. Should all watch it. It was yeah. awesome. The Skeksis are just. The, the Skeksis are just straight up Jewish. Yeah, this was back when I was on Twitter and I made like one of the first because po- I was one of the first people who watched it. I don't think anybody was paying attention to it. And I was like, this is just Jews. They're just showing you everything they're doing is just Jews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he picked up Steve and everybody was like, oh, my God, it is. It's just, they're just Jews. <laughs> yep. The shut it down thing was hilarious. There was several. I mean, yeah. there was even there was even the uh, the Goyim turning their back, like turning their back on their own family to please the parasite and getting yep. getting yeah. killed themselves. Like it was like straight up. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, like start to finish, the series and the film were <laughs> just straight revelation of the method. Mm-hmm. Johnny did. Did you pick up on the fact that they gave the uh, the seer, like the the handler of the realm, they gave her the fake cosmology machine to yes. like yeah. to, to to trick her? I did. I did. The only Al- thing. They, what was her name? Algra. Algra. Yes. Algra. Algra. Yeah. And the eye could. Yeah. And the eye could move around by itself. You the know, gender like, studies teacher. <laughs> 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 yeah man that was I am Ogra the great gender studies teacher <laughs> Gelfling she looked exactly like my 7th grade um, like world history teacher Miss Caston Gaddis that's exactly what she looked like oh, right man. the one that kept you after school and those things happened come on come on oh, man were, were we talking what? about no. <laughs> no women hadn't gone that crazy yet when we were in school there dude so Teachers hadn't gone. And that no one would want to be in the room. No one would allow themselves to have been in the room with that creature after school for sure. Yeah, dude. Those, those are there's teachers. <laughs> there's some some things are just come on. No, it's not that kind of show. All right, um, dude. The like, there were so watch, many like Jew jokes. Skull slapped the erasers together. Come on, stop it. What? There were so many. Stop. 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 Nice. There were so many memes that came out of the Dark Crystal series. It was great. Uh, I did catch the one um, Globo Homo uh, agenda thing they threw in there. The one, the underground Gelfling princess chick uh, had two fathers. Yes. Yes. Other than that. Yeah. 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 The green, the green ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. They did do that. It was pretty much without any real pause other than that, though. Mm hmm. I miss all the times when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was about to die and I got to use the gif of the Skeksy like freaking out in bed. <laughs> that was such a great gif for, to like nothing embodied Ruth Bader Ginsburg better than the dying Skeksy jig. You know? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Ginsburg, yep. yes. Ginsburg. Um, yes. Ginsburg. Yes. Other than that, we're not indulging. Yep. <laughs> If we're going to do that, we're going to do that. So. <laughs> yes. The Skeksis memes were great. Um, aren't they, are, aren't they, aren't they, aren't they, aren't they uh, pro baby killers like saying like uh, making up a fake organization called like Ruth sent me or something like that? Yeah, that's the I new, that's, that's the new faking. That. It's terrible. It's like a fake activism wow. group that they put together and yeah, it's not even real. She, 
It's AstroTurf. Is record saying Roe Ro was, was bad law? You know, it was like it needed to be kicked back to the States? I think she did. I mean, that's likely, very highly likely. I actually looked that up, Grognak. They, if they if she did say that it's buried there's another activist group that's vandalizing adoption centers and they're called Jane's Revenge ah uh, yes I'm wondering what the yeah mm. yeah Jane's Revenge I, I saw know. that thing I, today you posted I saw Jane's Revenge at Lollapalooza in 1992 wrong Jane's <laughs> band but like uh, I think I definitely got the suspicion that this organization is run by a uh, a bitter shrew in her forties. Mm, I'm not going to take that bet. I'm not taking that bet. It well, seems... actually, uh, what do you mean? I mean, there might be a way of there might be a way of verifying it for certain. It's probably but... a guy that started it. Well, oh, all like the a... uh, feminist leaders. Uh, all the prominent feminist leaders were really bio male. So that's actually like true. Like Steinem Susan Sontag is, and all them. Yeah, they were all they're all biologically yeah, male. Gloria Steinem is. Yeah, that picture of her in the T-shirt that you always see of her with the the abortion. I had an abortion T-shirt or whatever the hell it is. You can, those shoulders are definitely like swimmer wide male shoulders. Um, oh yeah. So, all of your it all goes of your all the way back to Susan, Susan B. Anthony. <clears throat> Susan B. Anthony. If you look at pictures of that guy, I mean, it was just a dude. It <laughs> mm-hmm. looks like Harry Truman or somebody. All Monica of them. Roosevelt. All of them. Well, that's the thing is people. Then they cope with it. People just weren't as attractive back then. No, those are dudes. You know. Yeah. Those are guys. Marky Mark Curie. <laughs> Marky Mark. Oh man. Negative zero is in the chat with an EMP. What a way to jump in. Boom. Thank you, brother. What's up, sir? Yes. Thank you, sir. Man, the yeah, so please fully we could get an actual one of those. <laughs> well, if we would it would quickly end this live stream. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. We want a very selective one. We'll start with uh <laughs> No, we're not doing that. That's Fed Posty. That's too Fed Posty. We're not doing that on this live stream. We don't do that. That's the only thing we could get a strike for is Fed Posty. Right, right. That's why we don't do we don't do any of that stuff. Um, we were talking about the geez, Where did we go? Where 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 actually where were we? This selective one. <laughs> Start with. Uh, uh, no, we're not doing that. That's Fed Posty. That's too Fed Posty. We're not doing that on this. Whoa, we don't who's do that. that's the. Somebody cut their echo out. Who's yeah? Somebody's echoing again. Somebody's, somebody's got a mine. mute. Sorry, 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 sorry. I oh, of course, it, of course. It's I'm sorry. Okay, I accidentally <laughs> unmuted Phil. Sorry. Why would you unmute? I didn't do it on purpose. All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, guys. I just can. Can I say hi to J Man in the chat? J Man was a very, very dedicated uh, reply guy to my Twitter account, and nice. God bless him. He left some very great replies. Wow. Uh, in my notifications on many days on uh, twitter.com but no longer because my uh, rest in peace uh, at dogbot5 on twitter yes yes in the chat chat. negative zero is like donating he's like 
fuck it. Buy him one of everything. Thank you. I know, sir. like he's he's beaten he's beating belt loops matter. Yeah. Like he's beating, beating the belt loops off of him. He he will not be beaten. Yeah. Oh man. That is Whoa. I'm not gonna argue with these people. So man, Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, um Elon is now re-looking at the purchase because of the bot ordeal, which means that Twitter doesn't get the real engagement that they say it does, so it's actually not worth as much as it is. And so you know, I, I don't remember what that tweet is. I don't have um I don't have it open. I should have I should have said the Darren the Darren Beatty tweet. Is it Darren Beatty? You're talking about Yeah. Is that do you have it somewhere? No, I just remember seeing it, so I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. But yeah, he lost. He he he's down to. I think he he said he was down to like 400 followers. Oh no no not that. No um, no the other one he's no not that. There's yeah definitely we'll talk about that in just a second. That's actually something that I did want to bring up. Thank you, Dogbot, but not just yet. But what I'm saying is is because of that whole thing. Twitter itself isn't worth what Elon no, is paying for it or whatever. So, there we go again. He's down. To, Skull. I think you, who, who unmuted sorry. again? Sorry, my thing just does it when I... I'm sorry. I'm just going to stay off build. <laughs> I, we're, we're just going to have to fly to Japan. I know. And, and you know, smack you around. Yeah. We're having... We're having... Uh, um, we're having we're having technical difficulties. It's fine. Um, shit, what was I saying? Technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> what was it? what were we saying? Now I totally lost my train of thought. That's the name of the episode. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Friday the third. That's fine. It's a Friday so, the thirteenth episode. What was I just I'm saying? putting this in the son of a bitch? What were we talking about, Dogbot? Uh, we're talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. It's Elon Musk and Twitter. Yeah, in, uh, in the Skype chat. Yeah, Elon Musk and Twitter, and how Twitter is—is is that the the article? Let me see here. Since Twitter shares crashing, yeah, he actually sent Twitter stock down the shitter, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah, the single tweet was crypto. Well, yeah, but hold on. Yeah, just like crypto. Holy shit. Speaking of crypto, Luna. Like, how is that not? How is it not market manipulation to tweet something when you're involved in it and have a stake in the stock and then make money off of it? But he doesn't yet because that sale isn't. If members of Congress know what law is about to pass and then they can, like, they could like buy into certain stocks or or cash out. And, yeah, you know, of course, oligarchs are going to be able to do similar things. You're right. Okay. So the tweet- I'm, I'm not like wow. I'm not, you know, wowing. I'm just wowing. Like mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> rhetorical wowing. Yeah, right. Rhetorical wowing. Right. The royal wow. Yeah. Um. Twitter deal temporarily on hold pending details supporting calculation that spam fake accounts, excuse me, do indeed represent less than 5% of users. So the thing is, is that uh, Twitter may be more than 5% fake accounts. Uh, 
they're probably a whole lot more. I mean, especially now considering that tweet that you were talking about, the Beatty, is that what his name was? Dar- Darren Beatty. Darren Beatty. Yeah, he's like a independent journalist guy. Right. Well, if, if we're going to talk about this, can somebody put a link in the uh, Skype chat? That was, well, we had that from last week's, or from the um, the Tuesday content. <laughs> oh, from that one Nationalist Enquirer, yeah. From 50,000 to 900. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't it wasn't like a li- like yeah, libtards were saying that, but Darren Beatty had posted a tweet like 3 or 4 days ago. It was in um it was in the White Awakening channel, I think. And it, basically saying, you know, he had dropped down to like 400 followers. Yeah, he he dropped down to 400 but, uh, followers so and that he had 90. He had he had been interacting with people who were bots and he didn't even realize it for 4 years. Right. Yeah, we talked and, about that on yeah. Nationalist Acquirer. Yeah, we did. I know, we were just right, bringing it back the, up. The tweet came up after we had recorded that. But, like, it, it just, it, no, it's, it falls in line with everything we've been saying about mm-hmm. the dead internet. Right. That, oh, no, it's that true. The AIs, that the AIs are, cap- are fully capable of uh, simulating human interaction. Right, but also... social media. But also, what this also does is... Um, now it throws a whole bunch of stuff into limbo because if the Twitter deal's on hold, oh no, we're not getting our freeze peach back again. And we just all ran back to Twitter like a bunch of idiots for no reason. And now, you know, I mean, like this, what if this deal doesn't go through? You know, the whole libtards were just seething so much yesterday because um, Elon is going to reinstate Donald Trump, right? Even though Donald Trump's not going to go back to Twitter. You know, he's got his own that he's going to use one of these days. Um, Truth social. It's it's not going to happen. Right. No, I don't think that. See, I don't think the Elon deal is going to even happen at this point. And it's it's, all theater. It was always it always has been. And now he's dropped Twitter down. What was it? Nine point seven percent. Yes. At the end of today's trading day. Mm -hmm. In one day, almost 10 percent. Yep. But are, are we? We're inflating the value. Like, it the value of these things are so inflated that it can take a nine percent hit, and it doesn't matter. Like, like, how does Twitter produce money? Ad- advertising. You don't pay for it. I mean, yeah, advertisers buying. I guess I don't know what data. Well, how does Twitter do anything? They make money. Is that uh, they just sell your data to everybody? That's I think how they do it. Yeah, because like they they don't sell advertising. A company makes a Twitter account and can pay to promote it, right? You, right. But it's not. I mean, nobody looks at those. They just block the account, right? <laughs> like there, there aren't people that actually re, like physically retweet like a new Nike ad. Are there? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's I don't been know. so long since I've been on normie social media. Well, yes, Twitter. I mean, Twitter does a, sell I mean, metadata. Think abstractly for a second instead of trying to be cool about it. Like, do you think people actually do it? Not real people. Yeah, I don't think it's real I don't people either. either. No. Yeah. I mean, maybe like some kid that really likes the shoes, you know. But, like a twelve, like a twelve-year-old with a Twitter account, maybe. Yeah, like a kid. Someone who's not actually buying the shoes. His mom is buying the shoes. Right, but yeah. 
I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, probably not the 30,000 retweets that they get, you know, or whatever it is. No, those are all fake accounts that say literally the same things. Right. They've all got, they're either following thousands of people and are followed by like three, or it's the complete opposite. Um, If they have like 15 tweets that are all in the same kind of vein. Mm -hmm. If you want to see how completely fake and like, just completely manipulated and made up and it, it's just a show. It's like the same thing as politics or pro wrestling or anything else. Look at any tweet where anything that came out after the abortion things like I'm a Jew and this is part of my religion. And then, then there's like 50,000 likes and 80,000 retweets. And it's like, are there really a, that many people out there who are just uh, like excited about this kind of content? No, a lot of those, even those it'll be something like, People put mayonnaise or something on day spice or something. It's like five hundred thousand likes. It's like okay, this is not real. This is not even black people are this excited about this tweet. No, well, with the with the Jewish stuff, it's a lot of it is the JIDF where you got a you got like one yeah. one guy sitting there with with uh, forty seven screens and five thousand cell phones in front of him. Yep. You know, and he's yeah, and fifty accounts each each of those. Right, right. There's clicking that. through. Yeah, know, like, like, like 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 retweet, retweet, retweet. Where do those? Where was that? I saw the um the video where it's basically just a warehouse, and it's filled with phones. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen it. That's absolutely like wild mm. to me. It's wild. No, I don't know. It's like it's a um and I then it's not something I I could have had a picture for you Reinhardt, but I just thought of it just now. But um it's it's, a, it's some a, Asian a thing. shelf with phone banks and like yeah. millions of wires and yeah. hundreds or thousands even of phones. And it pan back and, then, and like, it's like little servers that connect to all of them. It, it might not be like a um might not be like a warehouse, but it was like maybe like a high school gymnasium sized room and they pan back and there was like rows and rows and rows of those walls it was crazy yeah uh, I've seen multiple pictures like that because like there's ones for uh chinese accounts too mm-hmm. apparently oh i'm sure i'm sure there's several farms like that in china to do chinese social media what did they just i just heard speaking of chinese social media they just blocked i guess the tiktok thing is so weird to me in china because chinese people aren't allowed to watch tiktok but China is the biggest consumer of TikTok, I guess. John, Johnny, real quick, connect the dot. Says Warehouse Thirteen is the movie or TV show you're looking for. Okay, thank you. In regards to what? Weren't you describing the warehouse full of uh, stuff? Well, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't thanks. a. It wasn't a TV show. It was just like one of those TikToks where they're like, "This is." It was an actual like cell phone footage maybe of something and it was one of those they might did, even did have been a shitty audio show but that's yeah yeah it was a tiktok thing yeah um, i didn't know it was a, I, if there's I saw a, like two episodes of warehouse 13 it was like a x-files sort of show except they're hunting down like uh spoopy technology and getting it out of the hands of the general public interesting that sounds like a pretty interesting show. I mean, I don't, it's probably full of pause because it's. It was nah. It's it's a sci-fi series. Oh, I mean, it's on sci-fi. It's, it's gonna be yeah. campy. Okay, yeah. It, this this was like ten years ago, so it was before a lot of the pause. Okay. Well, um, 
All right, well, we, what's next? <laughs> what are we doing next? We got um, any more of the tranny stuff? Get out of the way. I don't have any more pictures for that, really. You Alex Jones. Jones. Alex Jones, yeah. Yeah, I, I forwarded Alex Jones. I have, I have that. Bill Hicks. Dude, the Bill Hicks uh, one. I have articles. Yeah, what bi- about the Gabby Petito is really Gigi Hadid? Can we uh, pictures? Uh, okay, all right. I don't all know. Right, find him. I don't know who the Gigi BB CC is, but I know Gabby Petito is the one who supposedly like disappeared with her boyfriend or something like that in Florida. Is that correct? Yes, okay. it was the uh, the FBI manhunt for the for for the boyfriend right. who turned up dead, and didn't they do something mysterious with the body? Like, oh yeah, we cremated him a day later, something like that. I believe so. I don't remember. I didn't pay any attention. Barely paid any attention to that because it I was. I barely like- paid any attention, but there was this one image that was on the. Uh, that transvestigation telegram channel mm-hmm. and it was uh Gigi Hadid who I guess is a supermodel and her uh mystery meet boyfriend who I guess is a pop star and it was showing like side by side face cutouts with the the boyfriend of Gabby Petito and Gabby Petito hmm. and and like their facial structures uh, of all four people involved, the the male ma- the two males matched up forensically, and so did the females. It was pretty weird. They were really nice matches. Like it was a compelling photo. Yeah, like they found like the right uh, angles and fi- and uh, the the uh, proportions. The proportions yeah. were dead on. Yeah. If somebody can get me the picture, I can't find it. But yeah. Sorry, guys. We're having to describe it. Oh, that's I, all right. That's I all right, you guys. I know where it is. I'll, I'll find it. That's all right, you guys. Um, if I didn't get it to me. John. Uh, oh, it's Johan Key. Johan Key. Get it? Johan Key. That's a great funny name there, buddy. Um, if the cop had arrested her instead of trying to flirt with her, she'd still be alive. Assuming the whole thing even happened. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of really weird stuff. Now I, know, now I remember the story. Wasn't there a lot of like hand signals and stuff? We have a bunch of Illuminati hand signals in every picture. Yeah, Reinhardt, I threw it at the top of our normal admin chat. All right, thank you. Um, the Gabby Petito thing was so rife. It was uh, basically John Benet Ramsey part two. It was so I. I mean, I'd have to go back and look at it again, but I think we were talking about it at the time. It was so obviously fake. It was so obviously like there was no Gabby Petito. There was no murder. They were doing a weird media ritual thing where mm-hmm. someone allegedly died. And when you started tugging at the threads, they all led absolutely nowhere and everywhere, I guess. And it makes perfect sense that someone would be playing these roles. And I mean, if it's those two, well, I mean, I mean it's like, what are the odds that these two photos of both people are going to match up so perfectly? And they really match up like it's uncanny how well, mm-hmm. the, especially the uh, the uh, Gigi Hadid, Gabby Petito one. Actually, both of them, though. They're perfect matches, basically. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of makeup, a little bit of makeup on Gabby and like a little uh, eyebrow shifting and ch- clean up the facial hair and it's the same guy. Mm. Yep. 
That's that's and they, uh, it's really odd, isn't it? It's, it's very odd. It's 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 as odd. Well, it's doubly as odd as the Kavanaugh thing, you know, because there's two of them this time. I mean, he, him playing him playing yeah, that, himself, yeah. his own accuser. That was weird. But this is yeah, this is something they do. You know, I mean, we we don't know who Katy Perry is, right? She could be John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey could have been a computer, you know, simulated uh, ritual death. Like we don't even know anything. Like this is all of this stuff is like on the table. These people can swap people out, play different roles. They're all actors, every single one of them. Did we ever really talk about Jack Nicholson? He just like fell out of the sky. Do you guys know that? Yeah, Jack Nicholson has literally no backstory. Yeah. None whatsoever. Yep. The yeah, the, it's yeah. He, he, he's a straight out Laurel Canyon shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a, he is a Laurel Canyonite. Yes, would, most definitely. But he's got zero backstory. Even that. That's just, that's I'd like where he shows he, up. He like. I would believe that he crawled out of a cavern like an orc out of Lord of the Rings, out of a cave in Laurel Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. He's like a Nephilim hybrid. <laughs> it just did dig him out and like, Oh, here's this one. Man, I, I'm looking, I'm sorry. I'm still looking at these side by side pictures and I, I, I'm having to, my brain's having to do this thing. Like which person am I looking at? You know, like, like I look, okay. So with, with the GG one, that's obviously the supermodel wearing the neck thing. And they put up the Gabby picture in the, like perfect it makes a perfect half like the cheek structure the the way that the eyes are the sort of slit lids or whatever and the the eyebrows the nose like, too the nose is god like, symmetrical it's like mm-hmm. perfectly symmetrical which is and, uncanny and the dude it's it's it's, like I said, it's the same mystery meat dude it's exactly yeah. the same That's so weird. <laughs> it is. It is very. It's very weird. I mean, with the guy, they all they did was I mean, throw some hair on him or shave his head. Either way, you know, and trim his beard or grow his beard out. Whichever one. Whichever one was the later picture. You know what I mean? Um, with with the other one, it's just difference in makeup, most likely. You know, you really can't see Gabby Petito's ears. Like you really can't see Gabby Petito's left ear. If you could. And line the ears up. I, I mean, I would, I would guarantee you they they line up. Like, how do you even float that to these two superstars? We're gonna need you to. We're gonna need you to ugly up a little bit so you can play a fake, uh, a, a fake couple, where and, and a murder mystery. But you, no, these are these are people in the system. All of these people are in the system. They're all in. The, they're they're all in on it. They're and, raised in this stuff. And, and so, we, and we know very well that you know, with this movie magic, what they put on the screen. I mean, they could do far more. So, yeah, with their literal puppets that are born for this, yeah, they could pull this the, off pretty the easily. Show, the show, um, what's the show about the? Uh, oh shit! How did I forget the name? There's a series, and the series, it was in uh, 2013, it came out in England, and then there was a more recent one that came out right as the whole corona thing was happening, and it basically shows like the whole thing. It shows um, how they, they're going to make a vaccine, the vaccine's going to sterilize everybody, there's a Mr. Rabbit comic book character, and they're like chasing everybody, but that show, John Cusack was in the American one, and he yeah. plays the Bill Gates type character. Mm-hmm. 
And they basically do this revelation of the method thing where they say there's a group of people who are like breeding kids and the kids are basically MK altered from birth and then they just have roles and then they just fulfill the role that they're supposed to play. And they have been raised in whatever this weird cult type system is the whole time. So they have complete loyalty to it and they're completely sheltered from all other forms of like media and influence and anything like that. So they're not going to be like, have, have these people intervening and telling them, Oh, you can't do this. It's like, no, no, no. Their lives are probably completely managed from birth. So the first thing they were told is, okay, you're going to be a supermodel now. And then the second thing is, okay, today your role is going to be Gabby Petito. Okay. And then now you're a supermodel again, and they're probably just like, okay, 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 I do it. And, I mean, it would be the easiest way to manage all these weird um, actors that they have. Yeah. Scarlett, are you talking about the show Utopia? That's it. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't come up with the name. You're fine. Um, Especially that name. (laughs) I don't – yeah, I don't know that they're even that stupid. You know, I mean, that that is likely an act as well. The Utopia thing was for crisis actors. Like, that was the – the idea was that the reason you, you see crisis actors over and over and like, how do they go back into society and stuff is that they're the same as like super, like Gabby Petito or supermodels or anybody else. Yeah. Like cars, crisis actors are just like the same thing, just a different role. They just don't go, well, they don't go back to society, you know? Right. They go back, exactly. they go not back like to us, wherever, you know. you know, they go back to wherever it's not like, and it's not like they couldn't hide anybody anywhere. You know, I'm like the Kennedys, like the Kennedy boys were just over there in Martha's vineyard. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody could go look because you can't get out there. Yep. Yeah. And there's probably the landmass that they don't tell us about that's not on any of the maps, and they just fly them in and out, and they don't have to be in the general public when they're not there. Also, well, that ter- yeah. What's the Terra commercial? Vista is on maps. It's just on maps from supposedly 500 years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, what's the? There's a commercial where right? it's like Elvis is bartending, and there's all kinds of other people that are disappeared, and if they're all on a beach. There's like a cabana bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like yeah, we all win. Yep, there they all are. Oh, you know, good point. Yeah. House Jeep. Revelation. Good point. House Jeep and Chad uh, said, "Skull, what you're describing is a spin on Brave New World, and of course, Aldous Huxley directed uh, directed MK Ultra. What? Julian Huxley did. Julian Huxley. Yeah, it was it was his brother Julian. Well, who Julian was Huxley the wrote the transhumanist movement. Julian Huxley wrote. Or was yeah? There's Julian Huxley and Aldous Huxley, and then they're related. Aldous to, wrote the book, right? And Julian Huxley was the MK Ultra guy. Yes, right. And they're married I into up a really nice Julian Huxley book. And they're married. Really, which one? Uh, it's something. It's about religion. Oh, of course, it's, it is. Yeah. Mm. Hard um, hardcover, uh, printed in the fifties. Nice. It's nice. Right. Nice. Um. The Huxleys were married into the Darwins who were married into the Galton family. So you have like Charles Galton Darwin and Charles Darwin. And then you have the Dalton Huxleys. And there's only like in that whole group of all that stuff, there's only like five families that married each other. Yeah. All that like psychology. They all all marry and free together. Yep. Well, and you know how like we have military and the military is very patriotic. And then you have a further like sort of, our own MK ultra plan, which is boot camp, And then you can take guys and put them in special forces. And you're, what you get at the end of it is the most patriotic people you're ever going to find that will do literally anything for, for their country. Right. For, 
and you oh, can yeah. tell them, okay, you need to go kill this person or you need to go take out this. And it's for the good of the country. Like imagine what they have on the other island. That's like, we have to manage the entire world. And if we don't do this, everyone's going to die because everyone depends upon us. So we have to do this food supply crisis because the food supply, sorry, is crashing anyway. So we have to do it ourselves. And then we have to replace it with this bug paste. And these people, we're doing the best for them. Like, see, they're all going to die if we don't do this. There are farm animals. And then whoever these people are that have been raised in these societies from birth are just like, I'm doing my part, you know, you ship troopers. Yeah, but don't forget they're all trannies. That like, too. Yeah, because all the ones that are implementing Which all helps, this stuff. I'm sure with the demonic, you know, influence. Yeah, that helps. Like it helps, right? To be, to be the inverse of everything. Somebody, there was a poll thread I saw today. It was like, does anybody notice that Baphomet has tits? Why is that? Yeah. They're like, why is that? Yeah. Why poll? Yeah. <laughs> like poll just noticed well, that Baphomet is trans. Just, just go to guys. Just go to X. All right. Just, just go to X. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying. You know. Not, no, not you. I'm talking to the poll people who oh, yeah. are wondering that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I was scrolling through. On it. I was scrolling through the uh, the poll Telegram channel. That's the only. That's my only access to to uh, 4chan is through through the Telegram thing. I don't. I don't even know how to look it up. Um. But I saw that one. Are, this is amazing digital art. By the way, the Where? skinwalkers. What? What were you saying, Johnny? Um, <laughs> the thread on Baphomet. The thread on Baphomet. Yeah, and it's it's hilarious to to see people arguing about um, whether Baphomet is androgynous, hermaphroditic, or just a uh, or, or like a, a trans woman. It was pretty funny because these aren't people that are very like educated on the whole thing. But it was pretty funny. Anyway, um, we are actually coming up to the end of the first hour. So why don't we just go ahead and take a break? All right. You guys want are take you a, playing the music? You guys want to take a little break? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's take a little break. We have... Tonight, it is uh, a band called Nevermore off the... Album This Godless Endeavor. This is Sentient Six. And we'll be back. I am sentient number six. I stand in line. I am the prototype. My convenience for
the sound quality i guess i didn't realize it was bad but um tune in that tomorrow for the podcast the what's that that wasn't just a song yeah there's a song no, i think it was the, the internet quality oh oh well it sounds great on my end so and that is good and it sounded good in the recording so it'll come out fine in the podcast tomorrow when we release the podcast. So, did you? Yeah, it just goes through uh, my desktop audio from what. Yeah, from what I'm receiving from you. Oh. For the live stream. Hmm. Is my audio not good on your end? Eh, it's not been not been fantastic. It's been better. It, it's not the best that it's been. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, happens. Yeah, well, you know, it's nice to know these things. Have gone full anyway. robot? So, oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize I was roboting at all. Nobody said anything. So, anyways, um, back to the content. Apparently, Dungeons and Dragons is getting even gayer. You guys. No, it's not possible. Yeah. No, it's possible. You mean wheelchair ramps and dungeons isn't as gay as it gets? No. No, it gets gayer. Yeah. No, it gets it gets worse. It gets way worse. Uh they're taking out like they're, they're taking out lore. They're taking out history. They're taking out um <laughs> years and years and years of backstory. 
And I know it's pissed. It's got yeah. gr Grognak gets mad about this. <laughs> not not a chance that Grognak's yeah. mad about this. I was <laughs> well. It's this was a slow trickle, and you see it in the Amazon shows. So I'll give you like the quick the quick rundown, right? So in all this kind of lore, all the sword and sandal or sword and sorcery stuff, blacks exist. They just have like bones in their lips, and they throw spears. They're like on islands in the Amazon where they belong, right? It makes sense. But then, yeah, of course it makes sense. Of course. But then they had to slowly trickle them into the civilized nations that are amongst the fantasy realms, and all of them. And then after that, that wasn't bad enough. We had to make elves black. We had to make dwarves black. You have to make black halflings. But that's not enough. Now you cannot stereotype any class characters whatsoever. So that means if you pick an elf to play as in D&D, it doesn't mean you automatically get dexterity. If you're a dwarf, it doesn't mean you automatically have extra constitution. This is real, like, nerd hours with Grognak, but, like, this is just defeats, like, <laughs> the entire purpose of the game. The whole purpose of the game, if you picked a dwarf, you had, like, pl automatic plus, was it plus three to constitution? You know, two. two. Depending, <laughs> you, have a, you have a modifier to a specific attribute that is specific to that race, right? So you're playing, you know, a, a three and a half, four foot person that's really strong. <laughs> you got more stamina. Right. Yeah, the constitution. Stamina, plain elf, right? Right. Elves are graceful. They're highly dexterous. They move very smoothly. They're better at ballet. Yeah. No, now you can play a fat elf that needs the wheelchair accessible dungeon. Absolutely. What about trolls? Like, do trolls no longer turn to stone in the sunlight? Uh... Let's see. I mean, trolls weren't really mentioned. There were uh, they got gnolls, the one kobolds. <laughs> oh my god! There is. Are there short giants? There has to be. There has to be now. There has to be. Well, well, no. Here's here's the okay. thing. So fire giants no longer have slaves. That was like yeah. a big part of the lore is you could like rescue slaves from fire giants and mm -hmm. trade things to them. Right. Well, they don't do slaver anymore. We just don't use the S word ever, even in fantasy ever. Either S word slavery or supremacy, even if it's, you know, an inherent to a villainous race like the beholders. It's absolutely insane what they're doing. Like, so if if anyone here isn't familiar with like what a beholder is, it's the big floating eyeball guy with the you know the eye stalks with the many eyes attached to it. I like the whole those guys. point. I love those guys, and you drew me a awesome illustration of a beholder that's hanging in my tiny room. And um, so the whole point of these freaks is like they're amazingly powerful, but they're incredibly xenophobic to a point where they even kill each other. And that's why they don't like rule the realms. Well, now they, you, you can't be xenophobic in D and D no matter what, even if you have, you know, a layer and adventurers are coming to kill you all the time. Like that's the point of the adventure is to kill you. You can't be xenophobic. Sorry. Well, what, did, what did beholders do now when they, they meet each other? What do they do? I guess it's their hope, not hate signs are, <laughs> yeah. They avert their gaze. 
I, when I was a kid, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, I would watch on Saturday mornings in the eighties. And the one episode title that I remember was beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it was the beholder was the, that guy. Right. I, I remember war Duke or Marduk. Marduk. No, war Duke. Marduk. War Duke. No, war Duke. War Duke. Yeah, he was the bad guy in uh, the cartoon. He had like a blue helmet. Oh, in the in the D and D cartoon, yes, War Duke. You're right. Oh, uh, yeah, he was yeah. Cool. he was really cool. I had that action figure. He was cool. Pretty sure. I yeah, he had like too, red eyes. So, he had what? red eyes and like a blue horned helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pretty based. Oh, I love this one. What, before we get to doing? one of the best parts, Grognak. Before we get to one of the best parts of this whole thing, look at the mind flayers. Yeah, that's what I'm drawing next for Grognak is a um, mind flare. That's beautiful. But uh, the description here, uh, mind flares are inhuman monsters that typically exist as part of a collective colony mind. Yet illithids, which is the in-universe term for them, aren't drones to an elder brain. Each has a brilliant mind, personality, and motivations of its own. So why not just yeah, make a new are- race? These are the Jews, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these are all um, these are all things that are officially being removed from printed textbooks. So if you buy one like this year, that's a reprint. These paragraphs of description of the monsters are removed. Mm-hmm. The one for orcs is the like the whole page. It's like what an orc is. You it's literally the whole bit of that? description. <laughs> it's three paragraphs. The orc. The the part that's being removed from the orc description is three paragraphs long. Yep. That's so just pretty replace much... every time it says human, replace that word with white, replace the word orc with black, and like that's why they did it. It is and it's funny. It is it's funny. A massive well. dog whistle. It's hilarious. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean um, I, I love I love this part. It's um oh where is it? Come on. Ah, most orcs have been indoctrinated into a life of destruction and slaughter. But unlike creatures who are by their very nature evil, such as gnolls, it's possible that an orc, if raised outside its culture, could develop a limited capacity for empathy, love, and compassion. Oh, so the orcs are the pit bulls of... Uh... So, it, well, or if we spent enough money in orc public schools... If we, if be, we just uh, had more surgeons. money for them orc programs... Yes, orc dreamers. Yes. No matter how domesticated an orc might seem, its bloodlust flows just beneath the surface. Oh, you don't know how true that is. Oh my god. Especially <laughs> if if there's a bicycle just sitting there. Dude. It's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the in the uh was it the Shattered Coast, Grognak? The Sword Coast. Yeah, bike thefts in the Sword Coast are about to take a nosedive because of this. So one of, if anyone here has never played D&D before, you're supposed to basically, is there any kind of creature you can come across you can interact with? If it's an animal, you can try to, you know, talk to it and use Animal Companion. If it's a humanoid of any kind, you could talk to it and see if it wants to, you know, bargain with you. But if it's something like a goblin or a kobold, you're just supposed to kill it. It's evil. You're just you're like, oh, it's a goblin. Get let's throw a dagger at it because it's evil. But that is they're changing that. Like I can't even express. Like they basically just they're just ruining this game. 
They've taken know, have away. You, have you guys ever been to like a King Richard's Fair or anything? Like it was like one of those final white spaces, you know. That's why this stuff is getting targeted because they go to Magic the Gathering tournaments or they look at the D D culture and they're like, "Whoa, this is ninety nine percent white people. We need to destroy it." Plus, non whites don't even care about this stuff. Like they don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's like it's not like they need to be included. Like they're not paying attention to it anyway. So it's just about destroying it. Nothing. Well, else. it is, and the, a and lot I of the people that are like are like trans. Is a great way to like teach kids about race and to be racist with dog whistling. You can you can literally like talk about orcs and laugh with your nerdy buddies, and you all know you're not really talking about orcs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, definitely. That's true. Hey, Reinhardt, I put a picture in the chat. Pull it up, please. Uh, okay. It's what I drew for Do- uh, for Grognak. Okay. Um, it's a also, behold. just, uh, just want to say real quick, yeah, I saw. Um, thank you, everybody, for your donations. Uh, we've got uh, Woke Societies from Pilled here um pushing to get us to 50k so thank you let's get to 50k thank you very much woke societies and uh, negative and everybody else yes awesome thank you everybody that is incredible i was not expecting to do a live stream this evening but then we're like it's friday the 13th we're gonna shit post anyways why don't we just shit post live I like the Dark Sun. Did you, did any of y'all play the uh, the Dark Sun version of Dungeons and Dragons? Sounds yes. familiar. I believe I did. Was Dark Sun? What was the main theme? Well, the main theme was uh, in order to use magic, you had to suck life force from things around you. So the whole world had become a fucking desert. Mm. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, the holders up on yeah. the live stream. Everybody should see it and moment one of the reasons when i was a kid in the 80s that i didn't play dungeons and dragons even though i was interested in the entire genre and i liked the cartoons and i was very interested in um books of the same like the same kind of stuff and even books that were about occult things like back when i was in elementary school um was my mom was completely convinced that if I played Dungeons and Dragons, I was going to sell my soul to the devil and be lost forever. And it was the target back then of the same operation that the satanic panic uh, thing would like, whatever, however that worked, like it got wrapped up in the whole satanic panic thing. Um, And so there were all these stories of people who were, playing Dungeons and Dragons and then they were like doing sacrifices or they were like killing their brother or they'd go crazy. And it's like the stories of, uh, well, I, I think that it did actually happen. The guy that listened to the Judas priest album and he blew his head off with a shotgun and then he didn't die. But the stories would be sensationalized by the news and used to demonize, like to create a narrative that was probably not even close to true. Cause I had a whole bunch of friends that played Dungeons and Dragons and obviously they were just normal kids and they were all again, white, hundred percent white kids. But I wonder what the angle was back then. I bet it was the first volley at that original white space. Well, there was that Tom Hanks movie. Wasn't what, wasn't there like an early Tom Hanks movie where he had gotten too into his D and D game and he started, he started killing people and like they, yeah. they stopped. They stopped Tom him. Hanks was in that. Yeah. 
What was it called? Dennis Thompson. I had a uh, I had a relative who's a psychologist, and she told my mother that she was concerned that I was playing role playing games too much. We didn't play Dungeons and Dragons as much as we played uh, Palladium game systems like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Rifts, and uh, we just we just liked the uh, fighting system better. And it was uh, there are different kinds of games that were compatible with it. But like uh, we when we played D and D, like there was there were like older heavy metal dudes who had like yeah they had like all the books and everything, and we would come over and they'd already have like a pre made character, and we would just like you know play a couple you know play a couple rounds or whatever, and it was all good, yeah. Like but the, like the, the all the all the satanic panic seemed to coincide with fear about the game itself. Because magic was involved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of it, too, was the escapism aspect, right? That's why I loved it. Um, you know, I, you guys know me, a fantasy nerd, just like Grognak. Um, I played it because I enjoyed being in that world more than I enjoyed being around most people my age. I couldn't stand my generation. Um, so there was an escapist as- aspect to it, along with, of course, just the fun and the creativity. Um, and I think that's that's partially why it was so demonized, was escapism, creativity, and critical thinking, uh, they said, was just going to waste, right, in these fake things. Um, well, this is what we did before Elder Scrolls, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ironically, this is what I did alongside Elder Scrolls. And you make up your own story, and you're actually—it's actually more creative than almost any other activity around. Because uh, other than just playing fantasy, you know, but it—it it, it has this rule structure and you know a set of parameters that you have to work within. But within that, it's extremely creative. Actually, now you just you know sit down in front of a screen and zombify yourself, and there's no you know leaving the confines of the screen or doing anything outside of what is already dictated by the structure of the game. Yeah, yep. it, it got me writing. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say it definitely required a whole uh, imagination skill set that kids don't have nowadays because of screens. I mean, I mean, even back, what, 20 years ago, Bart Simpson was talking about damn you TV for killing my imagination. Um, Guys, I'll be right back. The... The the amount of imagination that it took to play D and D, especially with like you know five or six different people, and everybody was you know, I mean it was you have to pretend you know that's part of the game, yeah, and uh, you have to use your imagination and to see the to see the monsters and you know play or whatever, and I played you know so and, so game and part out, of the good, good thing so, about that was having the rule set. With these lore to to kind of bring it back to the to what's going on here, part of that was comforting to have a lot of this lore already written out about these races that you're going to encounter. You know the the other inhabitants. That way, you could focus on your story and how you and your party interact with this world. Right. Um, well, now they're going to have to go back like and change everything world. in like video games and stuff too. If they're doing it with D and D, like. You know, there's no such thing as bad guys because, well, everybody has a story. Yeah, but, you know, Grand Theft Auto is still the most popular, one of the most popular games of all time. <laughs> right. 
you could you can <laughs> bang not, a hooker to change anything. You can kill a hooker by banging her head to, into a, you know with a car door, or you know just ramming into her with a seven four seven. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, like, but that's but that's Negro culture fantasy right there. Like that's that's what it is. So they're never going to change that. That is true. Um, do you guys remember the whole controversy around? Uh, was it Rockstar Games? Like way back in the early two thousands. Vaguely, it like had when something the game to came out when what when Grand when, Theft when Auto GTA came out. Yeah, yeah, when it first came out. Yeah, I remember the big deal that everybody then me about it. You want to hear a funny story? I worked at a GameStop for extra Christmas cash one year when GTA. Um, like five, the new one of the newer ones was out, and I would have moms come in with their little kid. You know, he's he's like thirteen or so. He's trying to buy the game, and you can't. We can't sell it to him without the adult paying for it. And we would literally be like, "Do you know people beat each other to death with dildos in this game?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the mom's like, uh, "Dude, I can't tell you how many times the parent would say, I let him play it, but I make him mute the game.'" It's like who, what, who the fuck yeah. cares? Or they're like, well, well, is it anything like Call of Duty? I let him play that. Or is it anything like whatever other game? Like, no, right? No, it is not at, like anything else. But they but, they just let them do this. I gotta get him out of my hair for a couple hours mm-hmm. every day. I don't have any me time. Right. So their mom could go to the country club, play tennis, and then go to Chewy's and drink margaritas for the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was a manager uh, of Funko Land back when Resident Evil One came out. Like, oh my god! Yeah, well, like imagine like this was back before there that were game where you open all those doors, right? All those doors, and the 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 one big giant thing jumps out at you. Um, but that was, I think, one of the very first uh, seriously gory or horror type game. Where there's a lot of killing, you know, like in uh, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, the, what was the what was the precursor to Grand Theft Auto? It was something else, but GTA took it with the uh, like Baltimore. The black culture. <laughs> Baltimore, the Wire. Just just living in Baltimore. The Wire. I never watched the Wire. No. Well, you no. have. You had games like uh, like Elder Scrolls, and I'm not even talking like Morrowind, like pre Morrowind. You've got Arena and Daggerfall that came out that both had had violence. Um, along with GTA, you had games like uh, Bully and was it Red Dead? Yeah, oh, Red, Red Dead, Dead Redemption. Revolver. You know, okay, I'll tell you the first game I RDR2. played that I remember saying, "If I have kids, I will never let my kids play this game." It was Manhunt. Did you guys ever play that? I played that. Yeah. Yep. It's mm, you know what it, it is. It's like it's kind of escape from LA like snuff film movie game. Oof. You go around putting bags over like, people's heads, decapitating yeah. them with wire, barbed wire, like you name it. The clown, the oh clown God. guys, all the all the crazies in there. I remember yeah. the first Hitman. You guys remember the Hitman series? Oh yeah. Yeah. First Hitman. Yeah, way back in the day. Oh, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, no, GoldenEye. GoldenEye N64, best first-person shooter My dad set it up till about 4 a.m. a couple of nights playing that game oh, yeah. when they first got it. Yeah, that's like the, the that's like all-time greatest first-person shooter, GoldenEye I could never 64. beat the facility because I would just keep shooting the scientists and fail. 
So back to D and D. Well, when I was playing, when I was playing D and D, it was a lot of nerdy kids that played, and it was a lot of nerdy kids wearing like Halloween Slayer, Exodus Testament, you know, long-haired braces. <laughs> yep. Even the kids I played with, they were they were like that. Their parents were. Uh, we're all into that, like Gen Xers who had kids mm. in their teens, you know. Right. Uh, same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back when Hot Topic sold baggy clothes and Slayer T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I liked I liked Riffs the most because of the uh, the group, the Coalition. Riffs. The Coalition was all like Waffen SS, like uh, Black Skull Mecha, and everything like that. Yeah. They, that the whole genre of role playing games got me into a lot of different, I guess, genres of fiction that I never would have gotten into otherwise. Too, playing playing other types of games, steampunk, cyberpunk, Shadowrun was a lot of fun. Um, Shadowrun was cool. I like. I really liked that one. Shadowrun on the Super Nintendo was good. They did one for the uh, Xbox 360 years ago that didn't pan out. No, they they didn't update it very well. No. Did I still think, honestly, Car Wars is probably still my second favorite. I don't think I ever played Car Wars. It's like old school, like pen and paper <laughs> role play. Not really role playing. I guess it is. Yeah, role playing. But you're making like. Yeah vehicle weapons and stuff with vehicles with weapons i had this um i had this set of books in the 80s it was called steve jackson's sorcery it's steve jackson's really yeah uh role-playing game designer and, and like yeah, yeah. legend kind of illuminati i have yeah, yeah right the illuminati yeah. card game is a steve jackson card game exactly and this um, set of books, if you can find it, they're really hard to find now and they're really expensive i tried i was gonna buy some new ones and they're like a hundred and fifty. There's only four books. They're choose your own adventure type books, but they play in a role playing style, and you have to memorize spells before you uh, set out on your journey. And there's like dice in the book, and there's hit points and dexterity, and all these different um, aspects of the game that make it like a role playing game. But it's a choose your own adventure as well. And then there's these really uh, whoever did the illustrations. The illustrations are really good too, and it's really well written as well. And um, I was just remembering it sort of a couple of years back, wanting to play it again. And I looked it up and the books are like 150 bucks each. So it would be like Oof. 500 bucks to get all four books again. So I had my mom like dig through all my old books at my house and send them to me. So I have them again. But that, uh, yeah, it's called the Steve Jackson's Sorcery series. And that, that was really awesome. And uh, I played that in the, I want to say it was like 82, 83, 84, around that time. Used to bring those to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used hey, to Reinhard, my... I, I put a couple of coalition forces in the uh, in the chat. I used to bring my Car Wars stuff with me to school. There's a couple other guys that we used to do that. Yeah, we we would play Car War. We could play Car Wars at lunch mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yep, and and have enough time to uh, you know, to finish like a round or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What is Car Wars? Is this like a twisted metal RPG? Kind of. 
Yeah, it's like a precursor to uh, Twisted Metal would come have come out of Car Wars. Definitely. That was an awesome game. Yeah, Twisted Metal was awesome. Man, I remember when like all of that stuff first came out. PlayStation was what, 95? Man, I was really young back then. <laughs> but still old enough to I was like I was like I am way too young to be I didn't even realize that how like I was like Twenty-three, two, twenty-three. PlayStation. Uh, what I remember from that was it was the first system that came out. It came with a demo disc, and you could play a ton of games on it that like you didn't own. That was the first time I ever had an experience like that. Was yeah, games. they introduced the demo disc, and every um, if you got their little magazine, every so often you get a new demo disc. And uh, yeah, that's right. That was right because when the PlayStation first came out, there's only like eight or ten games. And then there, and there was it, you know, and then there was another release of like eight or 10 games. And then, yeah, they kept it. doing that all the way through the Xbox 360 era yep. too. Yep. Oh man. I used to play those demos over and over. Man, Riffs, Riffs had some badass character designs. Just looking at the screen right now. It's like, how, did any of y'all play Rifts or no. any of the Palladium games? That looks nope. familiar, but I it doesn't sound familiar. Uh, the premise is that uh, all the fucking around with nuclear bombs and stuff in the world uh, knocked open the nexus points of ley lines and they, it blew open dimensional portals in which all this other stuff started coming out. Uh, yeah, that's from the first Rifts book, the one he's bringing up now. That's the coalition forces. They're, they're trying to keep humanity together. They're trying to be racially pure humans. Hmm. And so they have, they have like a stronghold of states that are fighting back against the diverse forces of other of 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 other species that have that have uh, begun to work together from these different dimensions, huh. Huh. And, and and of course the coalition's the bad guys because because they want to keep humanity because pure. of course right. they want to be racially pure right. Um, in the in the chat there, uh, I played Final Fantasy VII. I also played Final Fantasy One on the Nintendo. Um, there was a very good NES game called Friday the 13th on the Nintendo. It's one of my, that was a great game for the Nintendo. I, I don't remember Are if you, they made a dude, Super Nintendo was, version. That was not a great game. No, that game no. was impossible. That game was horrible. No, dude. Horrible. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it. Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 1. Uh, all you the, did was die on that game. No. Now, Final Fantasy X is my personal favorite. Well, Final Fantasy X is was was really great, and the Final Fantasy VII remake is, like you said, is incredible. But when Final oh Fantasy God. VII first came out, that was the first PlayStation. I know that was a game changer. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I played it growing up, but yeah. Oh man. It's one bad. of my favorite games was Fantasy Star 2 on the Genesis. That was one of my favorite RPGs. Oh, man, the, the Fantasy, Fantasy Star stuff was great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I had uh, I had a Sega Master System, and my friend and I beat Fantasy Star 1. 
and that was one of the only, that was one of the main reasons I got the master system was so I could play Fantasy Star. Mm-hmm. And we I remember we had graph pa- like the dungeons were so ridiculous. We had graph paper, and every time you would take a step forward, we would draw. You know, we would we would fill in a square on the graph to try to to try to see where we were going. Because like there is no there's there's no help anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and these and these dungeons all look the fucking same. So you would get you would get fucking lost in these things. Right, because this is early 16-bit technology, so it wasn't like the greatest graphics. Fancy Star One was 8-bit. 8-bit. Oh no, Master Sega Master System. System. No, that's right, 8-bit. So that was the Sega version of the NES. It was the Master System? I had the NES. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you had you know you used to blow in the games until you discovered the cleaning kit. <laughs> Nah, I still blew into him. Yes, Revelation, uh, Fancy Star Two was crazy hard. It, it took me, it took me forever to beat the final boss. Like you had to do so much stuff. I, I, I don't remember, remember what, but it was forever. The only one I played, Revelation I played two. the one on the Genesis. I never finished it because I played it in the store. But uh, the one for Sega Saturn, whatever Fantasy Star was for the Sega Saturn, I can't remember the name of it. Off the top of my head, I played that one. I had Perfect to everybody in the chat. I just released uh, scratch offs, gold pill scratch offs. So hey. go to the gold pill tab and go check those out. Get some free pills. There you go. Very cool. That's, what do they just give out a little bit of free the money? Right way. Is that how that works? Everybody gets a little bit of free money. Exactly. Now head over to uh, D Live. I'll pull that up and I'll. Um, I think at the end there's a treasure chest. I don't know. They they were having problems with that last I heard. I don't know if that had been fixed. If anybody knows, let us know. Ah, uh, boy. So D and D's. We gonna go the whole night without talking about Friday the Thirteenth. What the the movies? Yeah, sure. I mean, Jason Voorhees. You know his mom. Are you talking about D and D? His mom was doing the killing. His mom was doing the killing in the first one with uh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, dude. You, what? <laughs> come on, man. What? Is this spoiler, spoiler alert or anything? Kevin, I mean, come Kevin on, man. Bacon was the killer? Wow. Stop it. Oh, jeez. 40-year-old you, movie. You guys, stop. You guys are real original. Stop. 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 Enough, man. I, I swear. Like, Stop. Stop. So Didn't Jason's mom take a in someone's bed. What? Which one was that? That was Amber Heard. <laughs> that was Amber. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, I don't understand. Don't you understand? The only reason she that she left a log in the pool, right? And and, and she is she is also uh, well. But it was okay. really just a candy bar. It was just oh, like the scene from Caddyshack. Bill Murray took a bite out of it. Right. <laughs> he took a bite out of the Duke. It's a duke in the pool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. White High Trust Society. Remember that? Right. God, it was so great. <laughs> that movie was funny. I, I rewatched that movie with some friends uh, a couple months ago. And Friday the 13th? No, Caddyshack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but Friday the 13th. Um, I've seen all of them once, uh, the first one probably 
10 or 11 times. None of the, none of the wow. other ones, none of the other ones probably more than twice. I used to watch a lot of horror movies. I, th- I I saw all the horror movies that were in the horror section of the local family VHS shop in the strip mall by my that house used, growing up. Yeah, that, that used to be my thing, too, on yeah. Betamax. Even. Oh, my God. Horror was my I mean, favorite. Those movies, those movies aren't about Jason Voorhees. They're about Tom Savini. Who? Special effects guy. Tom, isn't it Tom Savini who did them? Oh, yeah. So, like, if you've only seen the movies on USA, if you haven't seen them on, like, you know, unedited, that's right. You have to watch them unedited, right? (laughs) There's a lot more. There's a lot more stuff that you don't get to see. I like, yeah, I I always rented stuff from the horror, the horror section of my. There was, there was a. uh, I remember when Blockbuster first came around. I also remember when Blockbuster went away. I like that the hills have eyes. I remember. The hills that have eyes. That one. The bug eye dude. Yeah, yeah, the bug eye dude, man. Bah. I like that one. Didn't like the remake. Yeah. The remake was corny. It had something to do with like the Iraq War or something like that. I don't know. I, don't know. Like, I was trying to make like, him sympathetic. My favorite, um, my all time, probably my all time favorite horror movie is um, both both movies are good. The Return of the Living Dead, not not a Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, which are half comedy, half zombie movie. <laughs> And uh, they're really gory zombie movies, but they're also hilarious. And the writing is really campy, but very self-aware. And there's lots of funny jokes, and it's so good. They're they're so hilarious. If you guys have not seen them, Night of the Living Dead Part One and Part Two, both awesome. I liked Night of the Creeps. That's a, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Night one. of the Creeps yeah. is that the one with the things that go in your mouth? Yeah. Ah, hey, I always I had a hard time. Like, you would like that one. This, yeah, the stuff with the going in and out of the mouth was horror never my favorite. Horror. Anything to do with horror movies, I I've watched so many. Um, well, like it still my, ooks me out to this day. But in Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan, the where they put goes in the Chekhov's ear, guy's ear. Yeah, yeah. When, like, the thing I goes inside Chekhov's ear. That's so just much. like I can't. Nope. Yeah. Up. Nope. Yep, can't. That was that was such an intense scene. That scene and the the hand, the ants eating the hand scene in oh, Dune. No. Yeah. yeah, that's a bad one too. Yeah. Uh, another to one. Keynock in the comments. That is the only Star Trek mention that you get. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna wax poetic about the January six reference in <laughs> some Star Trek spinoff. That's actually really really funny, and but not for the reasons why you think. It's funny because it's so gay. Yeah. yeah. I actually like the Dawn of the Dead remake with Ving Rhames. I've never seen the whole the whole, I, the whole thing. I don't think I ever saw the remake of Ving Rhames, honestly. It's, Did you guys see... That movie's awesome. Did it you guys see the original fast, talk? It has, it has fast zombies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember at the end of it. They're in the mall, right? Right? Well, I mean, in the remake, like, they leave the mall, but... Okay. You know. They start off in the mall? Yeah, they're they're in the mall. They're, they're, the mall is, is 75% of the movie. Okay, dude, so I have seen right some of it. I have seen... So I remember You already much. spoiled Friday, Friday the 13th. You can spoil... I don't know, dude. Oh, I, I don't, honestly, I don't... Oh, they all, they, all, they all die in the Ving Rhames remake. They nice. weren't dead already. Nice. 
Well, I mean, technically they were. Well, it's not often that everybody dies in the movie. That's like, you know. The whole point of the horror movie is to give you, like, you know, these. Hope that somebody lives. Right. The psychological uh, tension, you know, you know, the up and downs and the jump scares. Used to not all be jump scares, right? Horror movies used to be, like, very psychological. Plus, they do the whole archetype of the, I mean, Cabin in the Woods explained it, like, explicitly. (laughs) Right. The archetypes that they do. But then once they explained it, you're like, hey, they do do that. Like, it's always the virgin at the end of the movie who defeats the monster and everybody else gets morally uh, upbraided in the form of a violent death. Mm -hmm. Cabin in the Woods is actually great. (laughs) It's a great movie. It's an excellent movie. You guys remember when all the killers in movies used to be trannies? Used to be? Yeah. What do you mean used to be? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> in in the movie, they were written in as trannies, like Buffalo Bill or mm. um, Psycho. You know, now they're just played by actors who are trannies. Well, they always were, dude. Psycho always were. With, uh, with what's-his-face? Vince Vaughn? Yeah. Nope. No. It's not bad. Which one? Like, it... The, the the psycho remake with Vince Vaughn. Oh, I have it was not. one of the it was one of the first classic horror remakes. I, I remember a lot of people were really upset. They're like, you can't remake a classic. Oh yes they can. And they're gonna. And now it's just like, well what do you mean you can't not remake a classic? Right. Well like when they remade Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they're like no, you can't do that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was supposed to be a uh, a political commentary on the Vietnam War. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we're going to go make some money off of it. Yeah, we're going to do it again. Yeah, Friday the 13th again. was the same thing. Not not the <laughs> deep commentary on the Vietnam War, but <laughs> the remake. I loved Terrible. how I loved how super fucking like when I was a kid I loved how super fucking corny uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two was, like it started off with a freaking chili cookout and the 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 evil cannibal family uh, wins the chili cookout every year because their chili has human meat in it. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't well, think I've ever seen that one. Death. I don't think I've ever seen part two. I've Dude, seen the Dennis remake. Hopper goes in blazing with double silver, uh, silver chained uh, chainsaws to fight the to fight the fucking family. That's not one I. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, is... Dennis Hopper in a cowboy hat. Nice. He's so, like, he goes in there. He goes in there like with two two chainsaws, like with silver. So do we bring uh, back Friday Night Frights for this? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like movie number one. That's going on the top of the list. Trust me. That what? Dude, that movie, Texas Chainsaw that Two, tremendous. Texas Chainsaw Two. Yeah, it's nope. it's so like it's so bad it's good. All right. And he's a trainer. Have, have you guys seen the original Toxic Avenger? The un- yes. Version? Yes, course. I saw that yep. when I was like in like in like sixth grade or something like that, dude. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we uh, we rented the original one from one of the original blockbusters mm-hmm. at the like it was in the over eighteen section already, I think. <laughs> and watched it and was like, holy shit, like all these things happened, right? Like um, when they hit the kid on the bicycle and they pop his head like a watermelon or they, uh, the Toxic Avenger at the very end, he rips the mayor's intestines out. And then later, like years later, I was going to go show it to a friend of mine or somebody I knew. 
And I was like, hey, did you see the scene where they did this, that, and the other? And the guy's like, that wasn't in the movie. And they had cut all of that out because they'd given it a retroactive X rating because it was too gory and too violent. And I was like, holy shit, dude, you missed the best parts. Yeah, you actually have to like go and find a torrent of it online. I did yeah, not know they the did torrent. that to really the talks of, oh, huh. Did yeah, not know the, the, like the most gory parts, the most the parts that you remember, like the kid's right. head popping on the watermelon, and then they just removed them. So like, oh, so you just ruined the movie. They did, just, yeah. did anyone that else... movie is completely obscene. Good luck getting through it. <laughs> well, that's the did whole point of it. Is it's like movie, um... gore porn. Yeah. It is. It's uh, it's that that company that made it is um, starts with a T. Trauma. 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 Yeah, trauma. Trauma. Yes, trauma. Uh, films. Malice brought up a very good one, uh, Chud, which uh, okay. Chud is an acronym. Yes, it is. Acronym. It stands for mm-hmm. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground, Underground Dwellers. Dwellers. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Chuds. Did it, Did anyone see uh, Cannibal Holocaust, the movie that got the director almost erected, arrested? Oh, I wow. know the name. I don't think I ever saw it. It was after I quit it, watching it horror. Did get- it did get them arrested, and it did? my my car, my wife almost didn't marry me because I was like, "Hey, watch this movie; it's crazy." <laughs> and she was like, "What kind <laughs> of sickle are you?" <laughs> the special effects. So what happened was they actually arrested the film crew because they thought they were actually killing people for this movie. They thought they were making a snuff film. Really? Yeah, it was like some Italian crew, wasn't it? No, no, no. It has snuff material in the movie. Really? It has real footage in the movie. All oh, the all the animal I didn't know it was supposed to. Oh, the animal stuff. Yeah, the animal stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's not humans. Real. Correct. Yeah, that's the movie. But their reasoning that was Patrick like Bateman. Uh, I don't remember if it's the book or the film, but definitely in the book, Cannibal Holocaust is the movie that he plays over and over again when he's home alone, like and needs something to do. Oh my god! American Psycho. I'm uh, sorry, American Psycho. And now you and now you have Eli Roth, a Jew who does. Uh, what did he do? Hostel. Um, he did Green Hell. Green Green Inferno. Green Inferno. What's, that's right. Yeah, the cannibals in the Amazon. Green Hell is of, that. Green Hell is the, the uh, is the misfit song from Earth AD. Yes. He's the bear Jew and Inglorious Bastards too. Right. The bear Jew. Oh, he's no, so cool. Yeah. Green he's Inferno. Crazy. Green Inferno was kind of funny though because it's it's literally a group of stoner libtards. At least one of them is a stoner, but it's a bunch of libtards that go to the Amazon uh, to like save the trees and, they all and get combat eaten. big business. And oh, they all end up getting eaten, they made a except for the virgin, right? Right. The virgin, the virgin makes it to the yeah. The virgin is the only one that survives, as usual. Well, as usual. well and then she doesn't tell anybody that the the Amazonian cannibals are actually cannibals because she wanted to save them from all getting killed by evil mercenaries. So it's realistic. Right. It's yeah, just, pretty much. Yeah, it's just like every other libtard white woman would do. This one was like a, a mestiza of some kind. Mm. I don't know. Eli Roth married her, which is not surprising. Now I got Green Hell stuck in my head. I remember the Metallica cover of Green Hell. Touch it. See it. Yep. Da, 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 da. Yep. Man, that Earth AD was a fantastic album. The production value, I mean, quality, excuse me. Production value is great. The production quality back then. um, It's a whole different world. 
what they were recording compared to what they do now. It's so raw. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good word for it, raw. <laughs> and that was back when yeah, Glenn Danzig Rhino. was young and like, you know, was still probably partly human. Yeah, mm. Reno and and Chad Hostel. That when that one came out, that was that was pretty shocking still. Oh that man, Hostel. I remember could be shocked. Dude, I remember people getting very upset about Hostel. Yeah. It was a massive controversy. Wasn't there also another one? Uh, was it Wolf Creek? The two tourists in Australia? Really? Mm. Huh. Who's a- I'm going to take that as a yes. I guess so. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was. But I, I that sounds familiar, Reinhardt. I don't know for a fact. I don't, know, I don't know what it says about me that I watched all those movies when I was like nine or ten. Oh man! But See, I watched I, I watched to, all the Hellraisers from like when they first hit the first one when the when, uh, I think it was like one and two were in in uh, the blockbuster. Wasn't I first yeah, watched see, the Hellraisers? I used, I used to swap out like the DVDs or the the VHS when I could in like Hollywood Video or Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. What, Just what swap them this? out of the cases. What? What was the Steve Jackson movie that had uh, Michael J. Fox in it, and he could see he could see and talk to ghosts? Oh, 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 oh. I know what you're talking about. Mm, I can see it. Uh, another another movie, a '90s horror movie I really liked was Mimic. That was that was the Frighteners. The Frighteners, yes, Frighteners. yes. 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 Frighteners. great. Yep. Peter Jackson too. Wasn't there something to do with cats in that movie? Peter Jackson, not Steve Jackson. Okay. You know who else was in Star Wars confused with uh, Lord of the Rings? Mm. You know who else was in that? Was Gary Busey's brother? No, his son. His, 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 son, his son. It was uh, son. Jake okay. Busey. Yep. Who was also in Contact. Yeah. And he was the guy who blew up he's, the uh, the he's station. He's also in Nazis from the center of the earth. Isn't he also in Super Troopers? Not super troopers, but uh, starship troopers. <laughs> yeah, yes. he is. Yes, yeah. you can't you can't forget those teeth. <laughs> he gets his hand. He gets a knife in his hand. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for being a pain in the ass. Starship troopers, great, another great movie. Another great movie with a lot of trannies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of trannies. Oh man, that that transvestigation uh, was it seven seven seventy or whatever it is seven seventy. That, yes, that will give you guys a lot of content. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. If you guys want to look at that kind of stuff, there's a lot of stuff to look at there. It'll make you look at everybody on TV a little bit different when you can overlay the skull thing. You're like, oh, oh, okay. That's why there's a lot of women. There's there's not a lot of women in real life that have square jaws. There is on TV. My my kids really like the Beetlejuice movie, and Gina Davis is so hard to look at. Oh my god, <laughs> Gina Davis is one of the worst. She's uh, a monster. I, I rewatched The Fly with uh, Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, and I, I was like, "Oh my god, how how can how can anybody not notice this?" Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the curse of knowing and seeing, right? Is you see it everywhere, and when you're surrounded by people who don't, then. Torture. I, I, if you let it I be had torture. some kind of feeling when I was a kid. Let me tell you, there was some kind of like this ain't right feeling when those ladies get up on the silver screen. Gina Davis was one of them for sure. 
I, Julia I Roberts was one for me too. The Fly is a worthwhile movie to rewatch if uh, if you haven't. Some some really great hidden stuff in there. Oh, the Fly was one of the best sci-fi horror movies ever. I think it's just the, uh, Jeff Goldblum did. You know, there's there's you know another Jewish actor, uh, but he did he did a great job. That movie was awesome. You know. Uh, the arm wrestling scene was one of my favorites. So yeah, that was, that was really great, great, really great mm-hmm. special effects on that part. Yeah, <laughs> I need to watch that again. Actually, there's it's a like, lot of movies I need to go back and rewatch. Yeah, that's like a uh, benchmark for early horror sci uh, fi uh, special effects. When, he, makeup, pick, when yeah. he picks off his own fingernail, mm-hmm. right? Like that that right. was so oh, man. fucking yeah. parkour, right? The whole thing, like all the way to the end where he completely transforms his metamorphosis is it's so gross, but it's not it's not so campy that it's unbelievable. Like it looks like if you saw it in real life, you'd be genuinely freaked out and grossed out by it. It doesn't look fake. It's it's more gross than anything you can you could really do with CGI. Right. Because CGI, right. it's like you automatically could tell it's fake. That was a great thing about prosthetics and the makeup and everything of of older films was mm-hmm. there was an essence of realism because it still had to fit a human person that was in the suit uh, with all the makeup on top and, and everything had to move with their anatomy and so it just added to the the unsettling um, just horror of it but there's a point in the in the remake of the fly where you can almost smell how how yeah. it, how terrible it smelled oh, inside yeah. uh, Jeff Goldblum's f- flat or studio apartment. It was yeah. bad at yeah. the end. It was just like, ugh. you can tell it was disgusting yeah, and, and bubbly and drippy and and he looked very moist and sticky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff moist Goldblum. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like ever everywhere he touched looked damp. Yeah. <laughs> Rhino, thank you for joining us. Have a good night up there in Canada. Yes. Good night, Inspector Rhino. Awesome. All right. Couldn't help it. That's all right. So, uh, what time we got here? It is, we're going into two hours right now. What do you guys want to do? Um, I'd say we don't have a whole lot left. Uh, do we want to give an honorable mention to a uh, fallen man before we go? We didn't do Randy Weaver in in the first hour. No. Okay. No. I know we skipped over. No, we yeah. did not. I know. No, Reinhardt did a very good job of get of a segue into Randy Weaver, and we. We took a left turn. Yeah, we went the other not, way with it. Did, we, did not. we did not. We did not socky back to it at all. No. So we're sockying back. Uh, pressing F. Um, Randy Weaver uh, passed away, seventy-four years old. I swear to God, we talked about this. No, I tried because I said seventy-one and you said seventy-four. Yeah, I. Okay. Yeah, I know. And then, it, and then it took a hard left turn. Oh, okay. We, Okay. Started talking about something completely different. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I do I, remember. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not Mendeling things right now. Okay. Awesome. Um, that is my new favorite thing to do when I forget something. Is that meme? You know, it's like the meme is like, "Babe, you said that we were going to my mother's." <laughs> that's a, that's a strange Mandela effect, babe. 
<laughs> well, it's, just, it's just I can't believe what happened at Emerald Cliff. You right. know, right? With right with Randy Marsh and his son. No, I know, I know. It's, it's wow, piece of American history right there. Um, no, he was seventy-four. He lived, you know, he lived to be a normal American's life. It sucks. His son it sucks without his family. Yeah, without his dog. family. Yeah. His, his wife's son and dog didn't, but right, he did. right, Vicky and. Sam and they named the dog Striker. <laughs> um, Wait, was the dog really named Striker? Yeah, the dog's yes. name was Striker. Yeah, it's a terrible name. <laughs> it's a good name it's for a, real, a dog. I mean, if you're a dog. Well, I I, I wouldn't name a dog that because that would be implying right lots of things about the dog. Right. Not anymore. Now it's like, would. Well, I mean, no. It's like you know, like. Certain things ruin certain things. Right. Like right. I'm not na- I'm not naming my dog after like a South American porn star. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like why would you do that? No. Like there's so many other things you could use as a name for a dog, you know? Right. Like, oh man, Mike Enoch like came spot. With- <laughs> like you know, like or- Mike Enoch missed our uh, our Star Trek comment. Yes, Mike, we did. You already got it. You'll have to listen to the recording. We made our one mention. So, yeah, we're good in Star Trek. That is all you get. That's it. And it's like one and a half mentions. It's like one and a half references. Was it? Yeah. Was it? All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could just talk about how many trannies have been on there, and it's like all of them. Seven of nine of them. Seven of, seven of nine. Oh, the love for the... Oh, man. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Ryan is a large-headed small person man Dr. Beverly Nutcrusher <laughs> has anyone hit Data yet from uh, Next Generation Data? I, exactly I'm, I'm sure Brent Spiner last Randy Weaver conversation what's that? Uh, wow, way, way, way to be the GPS of the conversation there he's like yeah, I hate to break it to you guys but you're no longer in the same neighborhood of Randy Weaver at all I know <laughs> I tried earlier with all with everything I put up and I, I gave up no it's I mean like dude yeah Ruby Ridge happened Ruby Ridge sucks um, but you know Randy Weaver he lived a normal life you know, a good long life. I'm sorry, his wife, oh, kid, and dog died. You know, well, here's here's something I want to makes me I was mad. Yeah, the government. Myself, yeah. looking some of this up. There's some shitty movie done about this, and if you've seen the Waco stuff on Netflix, it kind of opens up with a little rendition of what happened at Ruby Ridge, like to kick off the Waco stuff. Yeah. If it's such a tragedy for the FBI and ATF, why is it made into cinematography like how how much of ruby ridge is true how much of it's fake is it really i mean i'm sure it happened right but is it blown up to make you not want to go live in the woods is right? it right is i mean we line? don't know we don't know we just know what we know from um well if you listen to the what season was it season two when we did ruby ridge <laughs> you'd be listening to season two was a long time ago for i know listeners so oh, i know dude what do you think johnny what what do I think about what? What's your update? What's your updated take on on Ruby Ridge? On Ruby Ridge, I don't honestly don't know. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still mad the government did put on a big show on up there. I mean, or is that what really happened? I don't know. It could be 
an original gay op uh, to make people not want to go in the woods. You know, did they gay op the Weaver family? Maybe. I don't know. Lon Haruchi supposedly, you know, shot Vicky Weaver while she was holding the baby. And then was uh, involved in Waco. So I don't know. And again, they're reusing crisis actors, right? Yeah. Well, and, so, and the making it into entertainment aspect of it, it's, yeah. it's bragging, right? It's bragging about the story that they're giving you, which is as gruesome as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple, hasn't there been a couple of different Waco, uh, like docudramas? Oh yeah. yeah. The latest one had, what was it? Taylor Kitsch from that horrible John Carter movie playing him. They threw a pencil mustache on him. Oh boy. Waco rules of engagement was one of the first hardcore conspiracy films I ever watched that, um, kind of opened my eyes up to what was, and I, and I think that that was a system created documentary probably there's probably like if i went back and rewatched it i'd probably find a bunch of problems with it but it did expose like the government is really really bad and some really really bad things happened and a lot of innocent people died but right regardless of like if let's say these are completely real uh, waco was 100 percent real as far as like the story that we know ruby ridge is 100 percent real as far as uh, like what we know they can still use it to do the same thing they could say okay well look See what the U.S. government is going to do to you if you ever step out of line. If you ever try to cross this line, we're going to come and murder your entire family. And we, it doesn't matter if you've got like 20-something kids at a compound. We'll come and kill all the little kids too. And then how, look at how many of our guys are like, you can't do that. They'll just Waco you. You can't go in the woods. They'll just Waco you. It's like Right. Don't go, get, really don't go get in Ruby Ridged. Yeah. That, that Waco series that – I don't know if it was a series. It was like a – it was like a four-part series that yeah, came so out. It was, like it was good. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked that. Let I liked it a lot. I was I was surprised it wasn't uh, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. Now, I was expecting if, it to be terrible. Right. So yeah, if, it was if good. CIA has some kind of office that's supposed to screen things that go through Hollywood. Doesn't Netflix have anything like that? Like, doesn't the FBI and the ATF have some kind of say where they're like, well, you painted us a little negatively there, buddy. Of course they do. Well, it came out on National Geographic, and then they put it on Netflix. Well, they, they, look, they have to allow a certain amount of, whether it's true or not, they have to allow a certain amount to be put on the government, at least to be admitted or the possibility Mm -hmm being admitted in these things so that they look impartial so that they look like they're trying to get to the facts. Um, right. Doesn't matter if those facts that they're trying to get to quote unquote, you mean there's are corruption real or just completely written by the CIA. Right. You Plus mean there's makes the government look like they could be some killer murderers who ice your whole family if you step out of line. So it still benefits the government. Yeah. It's, it's a win-win for the government all the way around because a lot of people, Oh yeah. A lot of people are going to be scared of that. They'll see that one story and then they'll see their procedural crime dramas on the the television and that'll reinforce it. Well, you know, with boomer, with boomers and as people get older and they, they learn about these things, especially boomers over the past 30, 40 years of any of this, um, you know, they would, tell their kids they would see all this and be terrified Mm -hmm. tell their kids not to do certain things they'd raise them a certain way uh so you have entire generations now that are grown up and of course gen z is born on the grid they will never leave the grid right 
maybe not specifically because of this, but I, th- I think it definitely was a big supporting factor. Oh, yeah. and by the way, if there's a story that is contrary to what the Waco and the Ruby Ridge stories, like what the lot, what the, what you're supposed to get out of that, which is like, don't cross the government or we'll kill your family. Then you're not going to hear about that one. And I can specifically, I can think of a specific example. I'd have to look it up to get the details of what actually happened. But in te- I think it was in Texas there was a guy who got in a struggle with a cop and he was like wrestling with the cop and he shot the cop and killed him. Right. And he had his own little compound and he went onto that compound. And he lived there with his family and they just shut the gates and they were like, you're not coming in here. And they had, he had a bunch of kids and I think neighbors and stuff. And they stood out in front of it and were like, no, you're not coming in. You're not going to investigate. You're not going to ask us any questions. And they had their own water supply, food supply, all this stuff. I believe that was like 16 years ago. And they've just—I mean—they've been shut up in their compound the entire time, but no one came in and murdered them. Like mm. no one came in and made them do anything. And they killed a cop. The guy mm. killed a cop. Yeah, I mean, huh. so the Ruby Ridge story may be being used all the way around as a psyop. You know, I just want to say real quick from my experience in the Our Guy circles, the the B word. Balkanization is treated like a dirty word. Mm-hmm. If you say something like "Let's go farm carrots," you're looked at, and you will you'll immediately hear Ruby Ridge Waco. It's like a snap. Yeah, like, it's yeah, it's like firmware. Inhaled mm-hmm. your programming. Yeah. Yes. Well, and and you know if you if you have any sort of talk of of building a community like this that's what immediately everybody goes to is oh you're going to be in a compound like those crazies right you're going to get wakeoed that's what's going to happen you're going to get wakeoed it's a dirty word it is yeah you can't like you can't it's a, yeah, it's an mk ultra trigger word right yeah. yeah you can't talk at all about people with similar beliefs whether they be you know theological beliefs uh political uh, familial community any of this you can't gather together in any meaningful way and share resources and help each other because of this MK Ultra trigger, right? Especially, so, especially if you're white. Yeah. So yeah. whatever, whatever actually happened at Ruby Ridge, we are where we are. It's right. like certain other things that whether right. they happened or didn't. That was in the nineties. That was the biggest boogeyman was the militia movement, the militia movement, yeah. the militia movement, and eventually it like uh, uh, there may have been like lots of different actual militias. But then after a period of time, you don't hear about them anymore. And they transitioned in the 20 in the in the 2000s and early 2010s, they transitioned to international terrorism as is what to be worried about. And now they're now now they're going back to the the tried and true domestic terrorists. Yeah, but they're changing the uh, the focal point of what domestic terrorism is. They're not really doing the militia thing anymore. I I know guys that are in quote malicious um, they we train and we do this that and the other. I was like, okay, that's cool. You little gun club, that's nice. But um, I mean, they're certainly on government lists. Sure. They're certainly being watched. But, sure. And uh, yeah, and if something well, you know, if the, the need ever arose, they would be scapegoated in a heartbeat. Oh, but, that happens. Back, that happens all the time. That's what they. I mean, right, that's, the whole, that's the whole point. Back in the day, when when this country was founded by bootstrapping Americans, it was a law that you had to be in the militia if you were age uh, sixteen or older. You had to be, so you had to show up and, you know, you had to have a nice clean rifle that worked and, you know, you had sure. to learn how to march. This was state law. 
And the militias, the best of the militias were the Minutemen who fought in the Revolutionary Army. Everybody I mean, knows that. Right. So they went from registering you by law to be in the militia to registering you as a terrorist. Yeah, the only thing white left for white people is to join a hippie commune now. Can you still? Well, so, you can. You can do that as long as you're as long as you're taking uh, your your commune is taking over part of a uh, libtard city in the Pacific right. Northwest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as right. long as as long as you're tossing Molotovs into you know a pro life like pregnancy resource center, then right. you're good. Right. When you're standing out there with your pro choice guys defending the no, wait a second. <laughs> You did the same thing the tweet did to me. <laughs> no, I saw that, and I'm like, pro-choice guys defending. No, I'm pretty sure those yeah, are pro-life. They, they, they had it a little backwards, didn't yeah. they? Well, yeah, yeah a little bit. I'm not so sure they were, were trying to, like, I don't know what the hell they were trying to say. Like, if there was, like, some sort of ulterior motive beside, behind that. I don't know, man. I think the Twitter bot just wrote that one, kind of messed that up. Yeah, I mean, that one could 100% be uh, fabricated by the algorithm. Did you guys know that Marina Abramovich made a Holocaust memorial in Ukraine called the Crystal Wall of Crying? Yeah, I watched that video, and it was actually comedic how stupid it was. It was terrible. It's it's horrible. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. She's a very, very, very strange... Uh, humanoid. It's a symbolic extension to the Western Wall in Jerusalem. If she was a real, like, controversial, say anything artist, then she would come out and say the Holocaust is not what we've been told it is. But yeah, instead, she, would, but she she's, just parrots the exact same line as the entire establishment and then makes so, this Holocaust Memorial. And the Holocaust Memorial is ugly as shit, too. But she's, one, yeah, but I mean, she's a Jew. They all are. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if if she were remotely real, she'd be making Nazi art. Right. Funny how anyway. Jews never do that. You never see our Jewish artists do that as a form of uh, no being pushing back against the establishment. Right. No, Skull, no, no. it's part of their religion, okay? They have to make dead baby sacrificial cakes, okay? Right, that's the part. That's how they push back against the government. They do period Ooh. blood and shitting art. You know, like that kind of stuff. They, that's the, that's pushing back. This Christ is a yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, you guys, let's. Uh, man, good time. Oh man, we're pushed over forty four k, man. Yes. Thank you for the pills, guys. Thank, thank you. you all. For, thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you all. Thank you all, everybody over on D Live. Thank you, everybody over on Odyssey. Um. What do we have? I Odyssey I stopped Odyssey's frozen. So oh well. <laughs> I I hear that a lot. Odyssey is like either it works perfectly for like forty minutes and then it doesn't work or it just doesn't work at all. So. Yeah, that is sad. I don't know. <laughs> I've yeah, I don't know. D D Live has stayed up and Pilda stayed consistent, so that's nice. Yeah. And Pilda stayed consistent with us being one of like 20, 30 people streaming right now, so it's great. There it is, yeah. Pilled is actually, Thank dude, you. this this has actually worked out pretty nice. Yeah, uh, this week I've got some time to check out some other streams, so uh, if any of you guys have recommendations, those of you who have been on Pilled for a while, uh, just let us know. Um, yes. Yeah, check out more of the community. Yeah, I'm always looking for something new to listen to. 
Um, yeah, a lot of guys will stream like every day. They'll sit down with coffee or something and just stream for like two hours. That's they cool. just kind of put it on in the background. That's cool. Uh, that sounds comfy, actually. Coffee and <laughs> chilling on the stream. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, anyways, we're going to wrap this one up on... We're not doing a live reading tonight, are is anybody? No. All right. No, not doing no. a live one. You got to listen to the recording for this one. That's right. There will be a creepypasta at the end of this. Not the live stream, guys. Sorry. But uh, go check out our t-shirts at dissidentapparel.com slash allies slash paranormies. Buy our shirts. They are cool. Um, I'm not wearing one tonight, but I did the other day. I'm wearing one. Are you? Yeah. Logo that we got up there on the screen. The skull with sunglasses. That one. No such thing as coincidences. No, there aren't. I agree with you. That's the name of the shirt. Oh, he's doing. I thought it was just. He's doing. All right, he's doing the bit. Um, All right. Also, everybody on the live stream, go check the website because something dropped while we were on here. Yes, and not a floater in the pool. Oh my god, I was going to make an Amber Heard joke, and Dogbot beat me. (laughs) Not a Duke in the pool. No. Yeah. Well, just take a bite out of it, Skull. (laughs) It's not a Duke. We're waiting. All right, we are going to get out of here. Creepy pasta, upcoming. Stop it! Oh my god! All right, we'll be back on Tuesday night with the Nationalist Inquirer live on Pill D Live and Odyssey, and uh, we'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. Ah, sleep brings me to my best thoughts. Clear and crisp, I am able to discern myself from the muddled mixture they call consciousness. They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It truly lies within the dream. I lower my self-conscious state by administering a sleep and charm ray. My eye stalks keep a steady beam into my reflection. The simplest method of sleep. This world seeks to stifle my creative power. They cannot infiltrate that which they cannot enter. And my mind settles as my large eye closes. When a beholder dreams, the very fabric of reality warps to intent. I have contemplated staying in this slumber forever, but there is so much work to do. They all want to know my secrets, to peer inside the cavity of my very being and to learn the study of magic that I have come to obtain. Legendary weapons of kings have I given telepathic vivisection. Golden idols of gods themselves have counterfeits in my mind. The language of color and sound. I can imagine it all. I may pick a new personality for the time being. 
Assassinations are the only events in my life that quell my loneliness. How much entertainment can I gather from such an act? My eye stalks droop down as I exasperate. Perhaps the lair needs more color. Cold and brutal tunnels and corridors have reflected upon me as a rather drab and tasteless bore. Tomorrow, I will apply a focusing lens for proper disintegration. Boring is boring, with or without new ideas. I changed my skin to slender scales like that of those that crawl upon the surface. I feel like scales might bring up the morale of the minions. Yes, minions like change. I know they do, because I hate being bored so very much. I may dream myself a visitor. It isn't very fun when no one visits. Sleep comes in short supply when you cannot turn Fekazaf into pudding. To each their own intruder. That is what I say. Excellent. Here they come. I look myself in the eye and release a copy. This should be fun. Into the portal my simulacrum hovers. Channels I have painstakingly cut from the earth lead the dreaming to the unsuspecting half-wits. I could finish them off with half my brain tied behind my back. And I do. A sleeping beholder, after all, can be just as dangerous as one who keeps all eleven eyes open. My imaginary facsimile comes into the cavern entrance and fires its eye stalks at the entertainers. In a flurry of eye rays, the party is ravaged with the effects of fear, paralysis, and disintegration. One man, bearing white robes, stands amidst the scattering particles that once made up his companions. He lifts his hands and begins an incantation. My replication gives him the hard gaze of anti-magic that comes from a center eye. The aether weaving through his hands immediately dissipates, and a sourpuss look crosses his old, weathered face. My drool begins to hit the floor. I always drool in my sleep, hungering as usual. I snap him up in my maw and begin to chew. The sensation of soft flesh, crunchy bone, and liquid blood in my mouth is a delicacy. I'll just watch myself finish this snack, and then I will start my day fresh.